three, two, one. Best advice I can give you, start drinking heavily. You're listening to the Four Takes and Fuel podcast with Alex, Ethan, Chance, and Colton. Welcome back to another episode of Fortex of Fuel, guys. My name is Ethan. Alex. Chance. I'm Colton. And today, or tonight, we have Brent Smith, my former team owner, coming on the podcast, talking about his life story through racing, um, back from when he was racing, to the beginnings of SBR, to Braden Racing, and much more. But before we get into it, here's a word from one of our sponsors. This podcast was created by four guys that met at a local dirt track and created a lifelong friendship between the four of them. Located in Sterlington, Louisiana, Mojave is a dirt oval that offers kart racing for all ages. Age groups start at 5 and go up from there. If you're looking to get into dirt oval kart racing, you can find them on Facebook at Mojave Karting Complex. Definitely a family environment that will build memories for a lifetime and you never know who you can meet and the friendships you can build and we're proof of it. Yeah, we're proof. And uh, just go check them out on Facebook and we hope you guys enjoy. Are you looking for a high-quality, more affordable clothing brand for you and your race team? Look no further than Sublimited, that's S-U-B-L-M-T-D, as they offer crew shirts, hoodies, racing jackets, leather and fabric, full-body racing suits, and much more. Fully customizable kart suits start at $4.99, as well as fully customizable SFI 5 racing suits start at only $9.99. For more information, contact Laura Pender at 601-934-4073, where you can find them online at sublimatedapparel.com or on Facebook. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that we at Four Takes and Fuel sent you. All right, man. So um, we're happy to have Chance join us back. He took a hiatus, uh, but now all the boys are back and and we're on the pod. We're ready to go. Yeah. Started my new job, man. Yeah, I got the promotion. Last Monday. Got the big vehicle. Yeah, I got a new truck. So... So parking just opened up for the LEK Racing and Row October 27th and 28th. Mojave's Facebook is where the parking map can be found. Um, Wait, you mean the indoor race? Yeah, the indoor race. If you're looking okay. to get some parking, make sure you hit up the Mojave Facebook Messenger and uh, get your spots laid in and uh, sealed in. So uh, it's it's looking good. Entries, I think, are pre-entries are above 215. Uh, so, yeah, it should be a great race. Uh, really excited. It's the first annual. Um and yeah, it's looking really good. They got some, you know, some classes for some really good money. And there's leather jackets running, uh, and and some classes on Friday night. Uh, also, uh, Mojave is racing on the 14th Saturday of October uh, this weekend. But also, BJ's is racing an LEK sanctioned race to help anyone or give anyone another chance to qualify for those LEK races on Friday yeah. to race for a leather jacket. So if hey, you're looking Alex. to be out there, just just check them out. Uh, so we don't want to waste any time getting into it and, uh, we are really excited to have Brent on. So guys, uh, you know, going straight into the episode without further ado, here's Mr. Brent Smith. Pretty hard. I don't think anybody can catch these guys now. They've got a half a lap left to go and they've got too far of an advantage over the rest of the field. Uh, Let's see if uh, anybody should make a mistake because if they don't, Brent will win this thing. Off the corner, looking for the checkered flag. Brent continues to lead, and he is going to take the victory here in the four-cycle medium class here in Elkhart, Indiana. Here comes the checkered flag. 
And they got one last corner to make anything happen with, but nope, it's not going to take place. That's not going to happen. There it is. And Brent takes the victory. Brian takes second. And Dugan takes third. All right. So, of course, yeah, we're hitting live, but I thought y'all, you guys were going to the big, uh, to the way and this weekend. Well, we were until work decided to happen. Uh, you know, I work for Toyota. Braden's working for Granger now, and he's 100 miles from me. So, like, work just pops up. And here lately, uh, I know you guys have known about all the part shortages and all that from suppliers. And well, yeah, it, there's no short shortage anymore. We're <laughs> just killing it. That's awesome. Working 50 to 55 hours a week and every other Saturday. And this just happened to be one of them. So nice. he's kind of, uh, he's kind of in the same boat. Like he's, uh, he's moved to Granger and he's working on a, a promotion right now. So he has to be there when they say be there. So. Gotcha. Uh, just got through that. So I understand that for sure. Yeah. Just went you know, that's that. how I raised that boy. I raised them all <laughs> like that. You got to work, <laughs> man. Racing is fun, but you know, you gotta, you gotta have a, Good, uh, you gotta have make a good living, and that stuff don't pay for itself. That stuff does not pay for itself. Exactly, he's had multiple offers since we've slowed down here in the last couple of months. Uh, He's had multiple offers to go race, and I think we're actually going to go this weekend. So, where are y'all going to be headed? Um, going to Triple D, I believe. He's uh, he's got a offer from a guy, and. He's going for sure. I'm. It's still up in there with me, the work thing again. So that's kind of how you know we've kind of been trying to work with this, trying to get the episode correlated. You know, you, the Monday nights are usually pretty tough for you, but thankfully you you cut some time out for us this tonight. So yeah, man, I appreciate I'm it. Kind of been looking forward to it. I just it, it is. It's tough. I mean, uh, with this and you know the my tires, I've kind of shot away from a lot of my tire business now, and I'm we've kind of backed up the last couple of months here and he's working on that and I'm working a lot and, you know, just doing some other life stuff and go-kart racing is always going to be here. We, we got out for a couple of years there and uh, got back in and I feel like we kind of just dominated. It took us about six months and we started just tearing them up. So, you know, we, we do it to have fun with me and him. It's different than when he was little and I had to do it for a business. So now we do it because we get to hang out together kind of yeah. sucks because he's he's a hundred miles away now and we just, we spent a lot of time together until he moved so yeah it's, it's a little different now but he loves it and we're gonna do whatever we can to make it happen when we can so you know it's more about it's more about and he understands it more too now so it's more about spending time together and i mean we can do that we can go drink beer at the sprint car race and spend time together and yeah. I have near the frustration of, of the racetrack someday, <laughs> but you know, it's what we love to do and what we've always done. So that's yeah, where we're at. I, I like to see, you know, I know like you with, you know, especially like baseball, you know, they'll, you know, help with on the tee and stuff like that. But I like to say that, you know, there's no better bond a father and a son can do in any kind of racing, you know, whether dirt bikes, go-karts, micros, you know, uh, quarter midgets, all this kind of, any kind of thing. Because, you know, there's such a communication, there has to be such a bond, there has to be a trust. Um, yeah. I just feel like there, there's, it's it's a bond that racing builds that really can get nowhere else. 
Man, I'm going to tell you, it teaches probably more work ethic than any other sport that I've ever – I mean, I played baseball for a lot of years. I played – I wrestled for a lot of years. I, but I've raced since I was seven years old. So – and that – with me and my dad and uh, basically our whole family, we were tight because of that. And I I feel like that uh, my other kids that – well, Ethan raced a little bit for a few years there. But my bond with them is completely different. But we all we all spent a lot of time together, so we're still we're tight, man. We have family dinner just dang near every Sunday night. Braden's not here anymore, but he's way over there. But like we we have our family dinner every Sunday night. And I mean, we're tight. So yeah, they're they're awesome. all they're all doing badass too. They're like uh, they are. You know, Braden's got good work ethic, but those kids like they. They saw, they saw all of what was going on and nothing's ever been given to them. So that in itself, like, I feel like has like developed them and they're hard workers. They, they are not afraid to go get it. I mean, they have career, two of them have good careers. Um, the other one's in college and the other one's still in high school. So, but they're all, the one going to college is working. Ethan's working 50 hours a week and going to college full time. Damn. So, Damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's, uh, I mean, he doesn't have to try real hard at school, <laughs> but he's, <laughs> it's just, he's always been that kid, but, yeah. uh, but he's, he's into cars and he, man, he's rebuilt a Honda Civic all by himself. Like I'm talking engine chassis, the whole thing, like he's oh, wow. rebuilt it and he was 18 when he did that. So that's really cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Zane, he's he's doing heating and air. Dude works 60, 70 hours a week. That's a good, I, you you get some. It's a it's it's hard in the summer, but it's good money. You get paid. You oh, you get compensated very good for the hard work you put in. Yeah, he got hired right out of high school by a company. Um, they, he was the first one to get hired out of. Uh, it wasn't high school. It was a tech school. He went to half the day, mm-hmm. and he was the first one to get hired out of his tech school in our in our city here. And He's just gone with it, man. They're they're fighting over him where to like he's been to three different companies now and they're fighting to get him somewhere else all the time. Like it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, he's uh I've I've instilled that loyalty thing in in him. So he's he doesn't just jump and run. There's gotta be something really bad wrong for him to leave. Even the money doesn't outweigh the loyalty side for him, and that's that's a good thing. So definitely. Definitely. But. All right, so I guess we'll get this get this rolling. You know, I think it's what been eight months in the making. I think. Something I think like that. I, believe. I think we even tried. We internally we discussed even like me reaching out to you, seeing if we could record on like a Thursday, yeah. and then releasing <laughs> yeah. it on a Monday yeah. just to get your episode. Because I mean, Braden was was knocking me to get you on. Uh, <laughs> most of the Midwest guys were knocking knocking us throughout the episodes to get you on but when was your first experience with racing was it four wheels was it two wheels i mean we've heard you know people that start on dirt bikes regular bikes all the way to four wheelers so so i was seven years old and uh a neighbor friend of my parents uh took us to a local track down in kentucky sacramento kentucky on a friday night i like i think i might have skipped baseball practice that that Friday, you know, because you know, seven years old, you're in little league, and, and it's uh, it's the dads get mad if you're playing Saturday, but Saturday or Friday night, we went and uh, 
didn't know then what it was going to turn into, but they had many sprints and they had go-karts and <laughs> believe it or not, Jeremy Mayfield was there racing and really? I didn't know. We didn't know him then. Like yeah. he was just a go-kart racer. He was a little kid. He's a, I think he's a few years older than me, but um, we developed a pretty good relationship and hung out all the way through high school. He was a little older. He worked, he raced at Nashville. He got out of go-kart, started racing in Nashville. And then, you know, you guys know where he ended up. He, mm -hmm. He's done good. And now he's back late model racing. And we, we still communicate once in a great while, but really? uh, yeah, that was our competition on a regular Friday night. And that's how it got started. And then we just kind of, it went from Friday night racing to Friday and Saturday night racing. And we'd have to get up Saturday morning and get out there and clean everything and go to Saturday night. It all was a lot sore, different back then. A little you beat just, up. Oh, yeah. You got to drag it out to the race. You're like, oh, we could be uh, all right. Yeah. It, it was way different back then. You just power wash it off and, you know, set the air. It was all pretty much, uh, you know, motor was a big thing back then. Everybody mm -hmm. kind of had a generic go-kart. Uh, they looked generic compared to the technology that is now, but, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it was just, you know, you had to be able to drive and you had to be able to race without race craft was big because we didn't have noses and big nerf bars. Like you know, race craft was big. You had to learn how to pass them by without running into them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Two tires touch and it was over, but yeah. uh, back to that. <laughs> it, it, it taught, uh, it taught, it taught us how to race. I mean, that's a frustrating thing about now. It, yes. I, there's a lot of kids that don't have any kind of race craft. And, you know, I always instilled in Braden, man, if you're running into somebody, you're slowing down. Yep. Like, yeah. you got to you gotta do this without slowing yourself down. So yeah, For sure. There's a lot know. of adults that, that still don't get that. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but, yeah, it started when I was seven. Um, local race for a few years, just on Fridays and Saturdays. Still played baseball. Um, then... I think about uh, about the age of 12 or 13, we decided we were going to go. We had this big street race series up here. It was mm -hmm. Southern Indian Racing Association. They raced in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. And we decided we were going to go try that out. Well, we decided to go to the biggest one of the year. And yeah. my dad, my, dad <laughs> like, my brother didn't race. Yeah, my brother didn't race. And uh, my dad didn't race. And they're like, and you know, I was I was winning a lot of races on the local dirt level. Why here I am? You you start by how you sign up. So mm. we didn't sign up till we got there. So we're starting last, and this is junior <laughs> class. <laughs> I, I still remember this day, and like they had TV there, they had all these all this media there. I was mm. like, what the what the hell is going on? This is is, cool. is that like the but, ESPN thing? No, no, this no. was just like the local, this okay. was like, but yeah, that type of road course, okay. that type of road course, street race stuff. Yeah. They had a whole series like that, like 15, 18 races a year. So we, we, we went to this one and I remember right before my race, I'm sitting there and we stopped, we started from a dead stop. Well, you saw the ESPN tape. I yeah. started outside. Then I'm starting dead last in this junior class. And this guy comes up and goes, how do you predict this is going to go? I said, well, I'm going to win. <laughs> I, mean, I, won, I won all these dirt races so yeah. ah, this is no different my first one i won and really? then my, dad, yeah, <laughs> my dad's like oh dang now we're gonna have to go do this it kind of it turned into a full-blown like we ran the whole series the next year we ran a few more that year and, and then my brother my brother brian started racing some of them i don't mm -hmm. think he raced that one but it was a uh, it turned into like 
Quincy Uptown, Quincy in the Park, all that Pro Kart Racing Association stuff out there in the Midwest. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had Elkhart. There were quite a few, like, over in the Ohio area. Dickerson raced. Sarah Fisher raced a bunch of them in the really? Ohio area back then. Yeah, we raced her. Um, but, like, Kyle Adkins, guys like that sprint race, they all street race, too. Mm, but, that's cool. Like, so, yeah, the street racing thing, I would never let my kids do that. That's <laughs> completely get, ridiculous. Like, I guess it's a little different nope. now because everything's like everything was straight rail then. Like it wasn't yeah. offset go kart. So, you were actually running like a, a road course go kart on dirt. So, when you went on the street course, I'm sure it drove a whole lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But not just that, it's just the speed and you're racing around like trees and poles and, <laughs> and hay bales. Like, yeah. And you ended up yeah. in a hay bale flipping out the damn thing. <laughs> there, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you go through the glass of like, a lawyer's office or something like that. Yes. That's exactly it too. And I've seen it happen. I've seen Rex, I've seen people like die and oh. we just kept going. Like you, you gotta understand you're racing a two cycle. We were uh, juniors racing 100 cc perellas with axle clutches at 265 pounds oh. so <laughs> that, it was a missile, a missile and you better have car control like you yeah. have the car control if you didn't <laughs> there were the same guys wrecked every week though so you could about <laughs> <tell. laughs> count out <laughs> so, but yeah that's how him, he's a what's that as you get around him he's just kind of a danger so you just try and get yeah. around him as much as fast as possible yeah before he hurts himself or somebody <laughs> else too. Yeah. yeah but then then we started going uh gold cup racing uh we gold cup and manufacturer cup both race mm -hmm. that was all that ka stuff and yeah i think uh I, got, I think i got my first national championship in the manufacturers cup actually so, yeah, so, so with, we we with the gold cup you're having to go down to daytona the gold cup no the gold cup we went to they didn't race in uh they raced in jacksonville Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Manufacturers Cup, Gold Cup was Jacksonville, Barnesville, Rockingham, Columbia, uh, mm -hmm. over there by Sox, uh, right there in his back door, basically. Uh, I mean, they we had uh, some pretty good road courses for that stuff. But, gotcha. Yeah, that was, and then I think uh, we raced in Charlotte some when they first put all that that stuff in the infield. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, then we kind of ventured out to some uh, oval racing now and again and coke syrup indoor stuff was really big for us during the winter and we did a lot of that but that's, that's we've done we've done about all of it that seems interesting to me i've never been to a coke syrup race well it's it's it's, it's wild uh, it's insane it's, it's so fast got the so, big old wheels gotta have <laughs> gotta have <laughs> gotta have big wheels it's uh you know it's really weird how that Got oh, about 300 pounds on the left side of the go-kart because the driver's oh, got to yeah. weigh 120 pounds. <laughs> so, yeah, driver has to be little, 65 left side. I mean, you you know, it's it's not – I mean, just to keep the left sides down and make yeah. it drive right. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to wear you out. It wears you out anyway, so you got to be in shape. you got to be little, got to be in shape. <laughs> yeah. Colton, you know, have you ever seen videos of it? No. Oh, oh my uh, God. Braden, Braden was the first person that I'd heard talk about that. Yeah, okay. It's not an interesting. Yeah, yes. you, you got to go look up King of the Concrete helmet cam, and they are full throttle about a track the size of this room. Oh and <laughs> no, yeah. not, being over, right, I'm exaggerating. But yeah, but a little, little, little over five seconds. Five point six is what I think I saw. Yeah, 
Yeah, five in the five second range, but yeah. that's that's big up by us. Like we have Fort Wayne and in yeah. India, Indianapolis used to have like an, a whole indoor series in the winter. We did a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's Scotty Weir, myself. Like when we were young, we did that stuff. Who who figured out to put Coke syrup on concrete? Well, like, you know, like- I think it started over in Columbus, Ohio. If I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not positive, but I think it uh, started in Columbus, Ohio, the the hog barn. You've probably heard of the hog barn. I've heard there. of that, yeah. Yeah. So it probably, like, the bakers started over there. Um, trying to think of somebody that, like, that's big over there, man. They they pay, this dude pay 100 a class over there and get 40 go-karts in a class. So Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's little and fast like that, too. But they actually started with brake fluid and rosin. And you talk about bite. You think Coke syrup's big? <laughs> that like brake fluid and rosin thing, man. That's 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 crazy. Yeah. You put it right pavement, concrete, whatever, and it just it's sticky and it's like good. Pine tar. It is definitely. But that's we've insane. done a good bit of that too. I mean, you know, just if it was a race at one point, we didn't stay home. We figured it out and went and raced. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a. Uh it's it's kind of not as popular as it used to be i used to see it a lot more i mean obviously in your area it might be uh, still just pre- pre- prevalent but it, it's kind of been like a dying thing you know there's about three or four i see a year now yeah, yeah you still see fort wayne you still see the hog barn still races they mm-hmm. just don't nobody sees it hardly but king of concrete i don't even know do, do they still have that it hasn't I happened i think since 2018 Oh, okay. So it's been, yeah, it's been a minute, but yeah. Yeah. We, well, Alex, we, you know, they, they got to still do indoor racing up by Brent. Cause you know, the winters get down to flipping damn near zero degrees up there. No, ain't nobody going to go outdoor racing up there. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got Liberty. <laughs> yeah. We we've indoor raced even last year, uh year before last, man, we indoor race and you didn't want to get out of the trailer. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember the wind chill being like 10 below. I'm like, this is Braden. This is let's just go home. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at it like I used to be. Yeah, like I, I'm, my bones hurt now, man. Yeah. I, get, I get that fifty mark and it's over. I, I don't sit down much though, man. I don't, I don't. I don't get to sit down much. They they keep me busy Definitely. between Toyota and racing and these kids trying to keep up, you know. Yeah, man, I don't want to sit down. I'm afraid I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I see so many people that retire and they don't do anything, and then you read about them two yeah. or three years. And I don't play golf. That's my brother's thing. That's what he does. I think yeah. he's like on the semi-pro PGA tour or something now. But uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's got to do something. Not really, but he is good. He's done really good, and he loves it, man. He's found his one thing that he really loves, and him and his wife do it. His business allows for him to do it, so that's, he plays. I bet he plays five to six days a week. So. That's pretty good, son. That's, that's you pretty have good to, to be competitive with that stuff. Oh yeah, that would drive me insane. Like I, <laughs> I played golf off and on, like maybe once every five or six years, just for a reason to socialize and drink beer. But not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going five days a week. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. If I had a choice, I'd be at the racetrack every every day but it's just it's not possible so yeah we uh take what we've got and roll with it and do what we can that's exactly it so we touched on the espn clip earlier and um 
we wanted to it was a video of you and your brother brian racing at the elkhart grand prix yep and uh but we just wanted to we were wondering what was it like racing against your brother every week once he finally got into it well so he was he raced since he was little like i did like maybe a year after i started he he raced off and on at first but like he just like he he would be he was more like it was in a parade and he'd wave at people and shit like he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> and then when he was about 15 or 7 15 16 years old he decided he wanted to race and man he got good really fast and i mean he made me better i'm sure i made him better there was a high level of competition between us i mean mm-hmm. or competitiveness i should say between us we we uh we both wanted to win. Like you saw the, you saw those clips. Like that wasn't no joke when he was trying to wreck me there. Like he, <laughs> he, he tried to run me over in the last corner. He thought he could just wipe me yeah. out and win. <laughs> the thing you guys don't know is I won four that day. And that was the last one. They showed that, <laughs> that race that I think that was the lot, that stock heavy race was the last one. And he was mad as fuck. He was, he was, he was, <laughs> He wanted to win. <laughs> he I'm tired of this. I want to. I want to win one. Yeah, because yeah, you won. You won stock. You won stock I'm, medium and heavy that day, didn't you? And I light. won super stock, light, medium, and heavy. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer took I, them I all knew. home, but one person won them all. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I knew ESPN was there, and I, I wanted more than my five minutes of. talk about me on the top 10 plays or something like that yeah (laughs) yeah like and the funny thing is like i went back to college on after the after the summer and i'd be walking through like one of the dorms or i'd be walking somewhere and somebody go hey i see you on espn at a race in elkhart i'm like oh yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) gonna come out like that because who who would have known and then I had friends call me like I'm at B Dubs and or I'm at some place and they got they got this go kart race on and you're on here you're on the big screen like oh shit. Well, yeah yeah that's, that's pretty cool. cool yeah I knew that yeah. but you know I'm at you know just gotta you gotta play it off like <laughs> right <laughs> right like but it, it's uh the the competition between my brother and I just made us both better. Um, yeah. He raced. Uh, he raced a little longer than I did. When Braden was born, I raced. Uh, that was my last year. He was born in April, and that was I left the day after he was born to go race the first pavement national race. The last, and I had already told my his mom uh, that it'll be it'll be my last year of racing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And plus, we were trying to c- concentrate on growing the business, and I felt like I had to do that too because we had customers on that level so i won the national championship and i was done so yeah, i, I was- know i remember watching brian i mean he when i was going to tunica in 2006 he was in a champ yep. cart he yep. was in a champ cart racing champ cart. i mean obviously maybe he signed up for other class but i vividly remember the champ cart um no he but- just raced champ cart that okay. that's all he had time for because customers and yeah. yeah so about that time was when he was kind of get like slowly phasing out of it yeah, he raced some money races and you know, race a race here and there periodically just but yeah, that's about the time that he was getting away from it. I mean let's see. Um yeah, that's that'd be about right. Yeah. Yeah. So Braden was Braden would have been about six. He would have been about ready to race at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in 99. So he was, he started when he was seven at the local track. Gotcha. You know, that's all I'd let him do is race the local track till yeah, he well, got yeah. <laughs> There's something in there we'll talk about later with uh, with yeah. Raiden's race. <laughs> so, <laughs> something he, he talked about. <laughs> he holds a grudge about everything, but you know what? I had a reason for everything I did. And, yeah. You know, I I wish just I'd been around racing for so long that I and I tried to talk other parents into following kind of that same suit before even Brayton. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, they're not ready, man. Don't don't do that to them. But you know, some people know better. Some people know yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of had a, I had a plan for him as long as he wanted to race, and he did. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's always kind of frustrating when I kind of try and tell someone like, "Hey, do this," blah blah blah, and they just like don't take yeah. the advice. Like, oh, I guess you know better. You asked me the question, so just, just kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for asking. I, I could have said at some point I had to go. At some point I had to say, "Well, I'll just take your money then. If you're not going to take the advice. <laughs> I'll take your money." <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I hated to be like that at some because because I always wanted our customer the best for our customers. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how we built a good base like that. Like, I wanted them to do what was best for them and you know guide them and some listened some didn't i mean i've had customers want to fight me like it's my fault so you know it is what it is. I mean, i've had a few good ones yeah. <laughs> but, yeah so that's kind of the history we we got through street racing and then we kind of steered towards the well, the pavement oval thing was really big and after i quit i just kept going and helping and building the business and we had a huge following in the wka pavement series that might have been like the biggest following we had for one series ever so i mean we were traveling everywhere that was a that was like new york uh pennsylvania charlotte uh maybe atlanta no atlanta was the 200 lap race or something like that but mm-hmm. i mean it was it was a we've we traveled a lot so yeah like the the 300 lapper at charlotte is always talked about prevalently but the atlanta 200 lap race never really talked about it. i didn't know about the atlanta 200 lap race it, it was either two or 250 um in one year like i i raced i think the first year they had the 300 lapper i got i got i uh, ran second uh, me, Aaron Oakley and I actually ran it together, and uh, we we weren't we didn't have a business going yet. I actually built go karts for Magnum. Uh, if you guys know anything about Magnum, mm-hmm. uh, it was Pete Willoughby and Tommy Knight, and uh, I built go karts there, and we went down to race it, and ended up second. Oakley and I did. They had probably like 130 entries or something like that. Yeah, was, nothing to hang your hat yeah. on for sure. Yeah, it was huge, and we were just happy to make it because we didn't. We pavement raced some, but not a lot. So it was good. It was good. We've tried to race about everything there is that you can race in a go karts. Hey, you got it. You got it. You got to at least try it. You know. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! It's, uh, it made us better if we didn't do good. It's definitely we tried to learn from it. It's almost like something that's going on in the now uh, <clears throat> is like the more you can like with uh, Brent Cruz, like there he can he's got like what seven championships in like seven different countries or something like that. I heard the other day, just trying to race a bunch of different things, and it just makes your talent and what you know just so much broader and just gives you so much more experience. It does, it does, and it all relates somehow or another. 
Like it, yeah. it whether it helps helps you learn about the physics of a go kart or I mean tires. It, it's it all relates. Yeah, just Absolutely. feel, just getting the feel of anything and everything. Just and, and staying in the seat, keeping a steering wheel in your hand, no matter what it is. You know, I will tell you, I feel like that every kid starting out, uh, they should go sprint race first before they oval race. Learn, learn, learn both pedals and learn how to learn how to not just turn the cut the wheel and know that big right side tire is going to catch you. And, you know, Mm. you got to actually back the corner up to pass somebody and not just run into them. And then because if you do that sprint racing, I race, I sprint raced a lot. And if you do that sprint racing, you just, you do nothing but slow yourself down. So learning to pass racecraft man that's all that's all it's about there's not many kids that have it anymore yeah Yeah. it's it's definitely about how much money you can put into it and you know go to the front and hold it to the floor and just drive it drive it don't care about what you know what you do to anybody else just as long as you get to the front it's not about you know respectfully passing people and right and and it's all about what i can do for myself you know kind of no not what what happens to anybody else for sure it's uh and a tire guy a tire guy makes or breaks the whole program and it's, mm-hmm. it's horrible like that because you can take you can take somebody that can't drive as long as you can get them qualified in the front and they can ride around out there yeah mm-hmm. if, if you're if you happen to be if that happens to be your day so yeah it's uh it's kind of it's kind of bad you don't see anybody come from outside the top five and win much anymore anywhere like unless there's I was pretty shocked this past weekend when Ty came from 16th and won the over 10. That was, yeah. that was pretty shocking. Yeah. You know, Ty's they're on a roll, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing good right now. They're racing a lot. Dusty's smart. Me and Dusty raced growing up together. Like we raced hey. together. Yeah. We, we raced a lot and you know what? Dusty is man. He's a good racer. Like mm-hmm. he, we, we raced and we could, Ronnie Binkley's another one. We all race. They're from that Paducah area, and we, we, I would go down there and race with them. And man, they're all good racers down there. And I mean, yeah. they understand. And uh, Dusty's been doing this stuff for a long, long time, mm-hmm. long time. Definitely. So he definitely. Ty's got him a good tire guy, and Ty, Ty's, he's doing a good job of wheeling it. Oh yeah, he, he was running a totally different line than anyone that day. It was he was well, Harry was running about two or three cart links up higher and and ty was about middle of the straightaway and and just running them down i think by the end of it he was running two tenths faster than everybody it was weird it was really weird to see but cool yeah you know, that's that's the thing with those opens like uh and i i would venture to say just like just like kobe uh ty probably had a smaller motor on mm-hmm. uh the bigger motors aren't always better i mean you still got to get that thing hooked up Braden told me last year that his would just blow the tires off of it middle of straightaway. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't fix that. You're going to fix that with your right foot, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to fix that yourself. But yeah. I mean, we, we did fix it a little bit. We took gear off and back the clutch way down. And I mean, it made it better, but you know, that, that motor we won with two, two years ago at Clay city. I mean, he basically told me he never got full throttle that whole race. And right. he's like, Dad, if I, if I pushed it all the way down, it, it turned sideways in the straightaway. I was like, well, do what you got to do. So I don't know, like me as a go-kart racer, I've never been able to do that. Like he backs the throttle up halfway and does all this crazy shit. Like mm-hmm. he tells me what he's doing. And I'm like, 
all right. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't, I've never had to do that. I flathead raced. You don't want to be you the go. You're just going. <laughs> yeah. Now we're clone racing where you want to, even the clone, you want to keep the thing loaded up all the time. You don't, yeah. you don't ever want to back completely out or it just turns, turns sideways. If you're not, if you're not just down in the racetrack hard, you can back the throttle up and, and he's good with that so i've never been good with that i i don't know if he learned that shit off of i racing or probably, <laughs> probably honestly <laughs> something but he's good at that backing the throttle up not just way out way back in so yeah i've kind of had to, I, I can relate to that this racetrack by the house in mojave i i have to like kind of meet the pedals to each other it's like yep. I, I let off a little bit and I brake a little bit just to get the car to help rotate. And then I get right back into the gas and get out the brake. And I've never had to do that anywhere else, but racing a predator, like you said, you get, or a clone, you got to keep it loaded up. So yeah. you never want to get out of it. I can see that with all the torque they have, but I've just never had to do it. So I'm like, high five, go do it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Good skill. <laughs> You've won a lot of races starting outside the top five and even back in the 10th to 15th spot because you you did what you do. But, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, granted, you know, tires had to be right. Go-kart had to be right. Prep was good. I mean, but still, there's a lot of position racing with the clone where I see you don't just want to blow by everybody and go out and get out there in the lead and just let everybody you know. take advantage of the draft you're giving them and that that just that clones hard on tires the burrs tires especially like you can't just drive that thing 120 percent from lap one in a 20 or 30 lap race you got to position race and back yourself up a little bit stay calm and i mean you know i didn't teach him that he he learned all this some like just by having to do it i guess yeah. it goes uh, back to having a racecraft though you know like it's, it it's, Maybe. you have to control yourself like understand that okay you know i'll ride fifth for five laps or something like right. that really not push the go-kart burn the tires up and uh it's having that self-control to know that if i do this i'm gonna put myself in position to do that because you know you see somebody kind of start stretching out on you you want to go get them because you want to win you know you have a piece to win yeah. but you know you have to hold it up so that that goes back to what we've been talking about you know racecraft and learning how to when to and when not to, you know, or even adapt instead of trying to make the cart do something that you exactly want it to do, being able to take what you have and being able to adapt to the, to that cart for that moment to make it work. Yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. No, it's uh that's pretty tough. That's uh I don't know, man. I, I just, uh, I see some of the stuff that goes on now and there's not many people that race like that. And the other part is having the confidence to do something like that and hope that you don't get ran over. Mm -hmm. because like uh where we're racing at or where we race at most of the time this kentucky kentucky stuff's probably the worst right now and i don't know if you want to put this in there or not but it's probably the worst and it's made us it's made us back up just mostly because of the races we should have won leading races and get ran over and you know last lap five to go it, it just get ran over not mm -hmm. even try to pass just ran over and you know we we spend a lot of time and a lot a lot of effort uh, Braden does his part. All I do is tires. He does everything else when we race. So, you know, he's got a lot of effort into it. And it's been that way since he was seven years old. So, yeah, you know. makes it a little bit tougher when he's got, you know, when he's got yeah. a, little bit, a little bit more skin in the game, you know, and it 
yeah it hurts a little and, more and when you make all that effort and spend all that time and the money thing you know we did it because we can i mean so that's not we don't ever throw the money thing in there it is expensive but the other side of it is we, we only do it i mean we want to win but mm. we just want a fair shot at winning and when you're getting ran over every week I mean, it's just in, it's just at certain places and that's the closest places for us to race. Now we got to go five, seven hours away. And we said from the, Oh, Oh, wait, you muted it. Muted. There we go. You there. Mm-hmm. I just got, oh, yeah. <laughs> but we said from the get go, when we started this, we're not, we're not going to try to travel much more than four hours away because you know, it's, it destroys you when you work till late on friday then you get up early saturday and by the time you get home saturday night or sunday you're i mean you're killed so yeah and then you got to get up and go to work yeah yeah and we have we have lives other than just racing i mean we we like to do other stuff too so uh, you know he's got a girlfriend i got a i got a wife obviously and uh, she's she's been nothing but great since pretty much since about day one so uh, yeah she she's understood that that was here way before her <laughs> you know it's uh it's what we were passionate about and we really love the people we love the racing we i mean it's our time together so that's a huge thing yeah. people don't understand you know if your significant other you know sacrifices and does things and and understands it's hard to be you know married or in in a relationship with a racer because you know it's 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 a big thing and uh yeah. it's huge to have you know, your significant other, you know, understand that's, that's a huge thing. Yep. 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 She's, uh, she's definitely been there since the get go dealing with the uh, racing thing and <laughs> never, I, I still don't say dealing with because she still asked me, you guys going racing this weekend or what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. It's the weekend. Probably so. <laughs> but I'll tell you these last two months we've taken off though. She's enjoyed that a lot. So yeah. we've, we've done a lot of stuff that we normally do on our weekends off but we've done it like every weekend and she's a manager at toyota so she she has she works a lot of hours i don't work a lot of hours compared to her she's uh uh, she's there all the time and switching back and forth from days to nights every five weeks that that's that kicks her ass pretty good so yeah that's got to be rough yeah yeah i don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) let's uh let's talk about some most memorable moments in your racing it could be you it could be Braden. you know whatever what's your most your favorite win or it could be a couple it could be a bunch you know probably the coolest win that i ever had was maybe uh the tulsa shootout i mean i got four drillers but like the first one i mean there's all those people like there's as many people for the shootout as there is there for the chili bowl mm-hmm. and win in front of that i mean it's five hundred dollars i they could have kept that they could i'd have paid them five hundred dollars for that just uh it was crazy it's just the experience of it the chili bowl is that hype because of that like you just unless you do it it's it's unbelievable what what's to that but i mean other than that man every time Braden wins is better than any time i ever won honestly i like that's that's just I don't know. It's, it's your kid. So it's yeah. way different. And I never, I never really believed that until it happened. 
And even on the local level, when he got his first win at the local track, I was like, <laughs> I mean, you'd have thought Hell we won yeah. the fucking Daytona 500. <laughs> <that day. laughs> and I was like, all right, now we, now I see you can do it. We gotta, we gotta start learning. We gotta get, we gotta get you where if you want to do this, but I knew he wanted to do it because he would come to the shop every day from the day school was out. He didn't get to go home and he wanted to seven, eight years old. He wanted to go home, but he had to take care of his stuff and whatever go-karts that I was taking care of. At one point it was Halsey. Um, you know, we, we maintained and, uh, trans transported go-karts for different customers mm -hmm. over the years, but that was his job. That's how he got to race. He got, he took care of that. He maintained all those go-karts and he didn't get to go home every day until his work was done and he'd go home. If it was lunch, might've been three o'clock, might've been six in the evening. It was he all just, up to him. Yeah. But you know what? There were, when he was younger, when it, when it first went down like that, he was like, Oh dad, my friends are over They're in the pool. I want to go home. I'm like, well, then we don't have to race this weekend. I mean, it's not that big of a deal to me. I'm going to go to the racetrack either way, but mm -hmm. if you want to race, this is how it's got to be. So and then it was like, come on, dad, let's get to work. Come on. He's up before me. Come on, let's get to work. <laughs> I got stuff to do, man. We want to go win races this weekend. Like, so his enthusiasm for it, like, just took a big turn about the age of nine. And he, uh, yeah, he, he just, I think that's all he does is anything with racing, whether it be video game, TV, at the racetrack. I mean, that's his, that's what he loves. That's what he loves. And I, I mean, I wish we could do it. I wish he could do it every day and make a living doing it. I mm. mean, yeah, I've tried to get him to like head towards a career, maybe like work for somebody that sprint car races, but they, yeah, that's really, <laughs> like he wants, he does honestly want a family too. Like he, he loves his time with his girlfriend. I mean, they live together mm. uh, and man, he's, he's probably a lot more giving than I was at his age. I would, I, uh, he'll give up his time like no other. And she races too. She races the pavement late model. Really? And, oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Her and her dad do it together. Brayden goes and helps some, um, when he's not working, but, um, yeah, I mean, total racing deal like that. She understands and she works at a hospital. She works at children's hospital in Louisville. And, uh, yeah, it's, like you said, the racing bond is like no other. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> in a family, like it, it definitely. I mean, it, it's it's something special for sure. No, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, Braden's Braden's been uh, bred to race. Which this is the funny story I gotta tell you. So he wanted to go with me, and that's this is back when I was getting in a truck, taking tires, and going out in the midwest to the to the will brinkley series out there mm -hmm. um, so, yeah so i was just going to help and he he was three i think when this started and he'd want to go and i'm like listen man you're you're little and i can't keep an eye on you and i've got 20 customers i'm taking care of and he's like i said but when you can learn how to change your pull up yourself <laughs> and like be responsible somewhat you can go. So I take him to the local track and one day here he comes out the Port of John. He doesn't <laughs> went in there and changed his pull up. 
right? <laughs> I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> I'm coming with you, bro. <laughs> Let's make it happen. So, so I started taking him. I started taking him, and uh, I'd see him in people's trailer fixing a sandwich, and they're not even around. Like he, I didn't even know him. Like I people come to me on the grid. I think your I think your son's back there getting a drink out of my cooler right now. Is that your son? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I told him he had to fend for himself. <laughs> but, yeah, man. He he's uh he's pretty independent like that. But, yeah, that's cool. So. That's really cool. Yeah, he wanted it. Right. So, going back to the end of your time behind the wheel and the beginning of SBR with you and Brian, um, when did you guys decide to hang it up? And did you guys both decide to start the business at the same time? No, so Brian uh, has an electronics engineering degree. Um, and when he got out of college, I lived in Indianapolis. I was going to college, working, doing all that stuff. And so he got out of college. And instead of, I, I think he had a, a job opportunity, if I remember right, from Briggs and Stratton, but he had to move to Wisconsin. And at that time, my dad's like, hey, you know, you've been doing so. Well, okay, let me back up. I did rebuilds my first two years of college during the summer for a local guy here. Mm-hmm. So I taught I taught Brian kind of how to use some machines. Like, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. This doesn't like this ain't my thing. So Brian started doing it while he was going to college. Well, as soon as he graduated, this dude's like, "Hey, man, you got enough of your own customers. Why don't you just take them and go get your business started and do what you want to do if you can do that?" Mm-hmm. So my dad kind of invested with uh, my dad did invest. And got Brian rolling in the engine side. So I still lived in Indianapolis and, you know, I started running his motors and that's when I, I think I was either working at Magnum or Indy carts. Can't remember which one. Um, but I started running his motors, started getting the stuff out there for him and, uh, started getting some other people on them and you know how it grows. Yeah. So I moved home from Indianapolis. Uh, I think I was 26 or 27. And he's like, hey, why don't we uh, get get some go-karts? Well, he had just got the Ultramax deal. That was our initial deal was Ultramax. Um, And they had just started. So this was like 98, 97, 98. And they had just started their business as far as like big time go-kart racing. They had did some, they had done some local stuff. And um, but so he got a distributorship and he's like, well, somebody's got to take care of these and sell them and do all that. You want to do that? So I, I moved home and I mean, I just, uh, we grew the business from a $75,000 a year business to almost a million in six years. Damn. I mean, it just, it blew up. Now during that time, we switched the phantom at some point. Uh, I got fired by my dad went to work for AFCO racing products <laughs> after hours I was going in mountain bodies and seats and putting go-karts together mm. and it just worked out where we just we got the family thing worked out and we got back together and it was it was on from there yeah it was good it was good we you know we went through 
some different chassis manufacturers, but Phantom, Phantom really got us, uh, really put us on the map. Like when we switched to them. Yeah. Phantom was our longest run. Yeah. Then everybody was a Phantom distributor, like a dealer or distributor. And, you know, the economy, the late 2008, nine, the economy started turning the other way. And, you know, we started, we basically started reaching to try to figure out how to get our numbers back up. Like, if we put something new in here, is that going to resell? I mean, something that we think is just as good, but is that going to resell, get the numbers up? I mean, it was a sales thing, you know, yeah. we're, we're not selling. We started out selling for five years. We were selling 120, 130 go-karts a year. And then by 2008, I think we sold 30. So <laughs> that's a hit. And the Ultramax thing for better or worse, I don't know. You know, we had some good luck. We had some bad luck. It didn't help. So Brian and I both started another business. He started his lawn care business mm-hmm. and I started a power washing, mobile power washing business. And we had other people. Well, he worked his. He'd build motors till noon and go from six to noon and go do that. I had somebody run my business um, or I did it on the weekends. So yeah, it's hard for me to do it on the weekends if I'm gone racing still. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'd do it on like Friday night, leave Saturday morning, go race and do it on Sunday evening. Or yeah, after the go-karts are clean and everything. Yeah. I did have, uh, I had, I had a couple guys that, or a guy that invested with me to begin with. And then he went on his own and did his own deal. And then, so I had another guy, uh, run it for me and that worked out pretty good for a while. And then, you know, it just, the same deal, the economy got really bad. So these car lots were washing. They're paying a guy eight dollars an hour to do what they were paying us a ton of money to do. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, was, but you know, on my brother's behalf, he he started a lawn care business, and uh, everybody's still going to get their grass cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he's really good too, man. He's got a he's got a I think he's got twenty six or twenty seven employees now. Damn. He's uh he's the biggest lawn care service in our area. Wow, damn never hear anything bad about him he does lawn care landscape and does snow removal he's got some big contracts on the snow removal stuff so he's getting paid whether they have an occurrence is what they call it or not (laughs) that's a damn good contract if you ask me (laughs) well you know it's a it's a liability insurance deal so these like lowe's home depot target Mm -hmm. all these places they have to have a person on retainer in town so if something happens because if they aren't right there to keep somebody from falling down and breaking their back, mm-hmm. you know, that can, that can destroy a big business really fast. Apartment complexes, stuff like that. But yeah, he's oh, built yeah. himself a really big business. Him, he and his wife, I mean, they, they his wife well, worked at a bank and I think they work together now. They also play golf together. Every day. So, <laughs> you're saying, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. The, the that's kind of the history of SBR. And, you know, we took a break for a while. We had to get, uh, I mean, I started working at Toyota. Braden was finishing high school. And, you know, we had ups and downs through that. And I was working nights. So for the first five years at Toyota, and I'll tell you, it's it's hard. We tried it for a little while. It's hard to get off at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning and go race all day. And then yeah. not get to bed till Saturday or Sunday morning sometime Up for 30 plus hours. Yeah. I mean, I found our, I found us on the side of the road, like in a, in a gas station parking lot park 
sound asleep, doors unlocked, just you're doing stupid stuff that's <laughs> go kart race. It's yeah. not worth it. It's a go kart race, you know. You know, I don't want to yeah. kill I don't want to kill somebody else or myself or Braden or anybody. I mean, like you just it, it was priorities. And then uh so we we took a break for a while and I got through the night thing. Braden started working at Toyota and he was on nights um for ooh, quite a while. Um well, we started back, we were both still on nights, but we picked and choose when we'd get off like half a night the night before and we'd go race then. We didn't race a whole lot. It was the end of 2020, if I remember right. Might have been the end of, yeah, it was the end of 2020. And it all started with Logan Parker getting us to go to a backyard track. Yeah, that's what Braden was y'all, saying. Yeah, yeah you probably, y'all have probably already heard of little Eli Holden kid that races uh, the junior sprints and now he's in a restricted him and him and bush's kid race together all over the place mm-hmm. like okay he's he's really good i think he uh i think he was racing for the lead at the shootout last year uh broke but he uh so his he's got his, they've got a track in their backyard basically they're way in their backyard it's a nice track it's nicer than most race tracks <laughs> yeah. it's a body. backyard track oh, yeah, man. it's got fifty thousand dollars put into it <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a county engineer. So yeah, access to machinery and excavating and all that stuff. But so we went over there and Parker's like, Hey, you guys want to come over, check us out. Just let Braden ride this open go-kart in this backyard. Well, there's a bunch of our sprint car guys that, that were there. I don't remember. Uh, like I know Mark, Kyle Cummins goes up, he goes up there some, really? but I don't remember if he was there that night, but there's some sprint car guys there and, Brain gets out there and they're just having a good time. It's like a backyard mill bridge or something like that. Kind of about like that. So they get off the racetrack. Brain's like, God, I'll miss this. I looked at Parker and I was like, you know, this isn't the end of this, right? (laughs) 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 Two weeks later, we got this go-kart down here for a 500 to win at the local track in the open class. And we win that. And then we go to other local clubs track and run a hundred lapper in the clone class and we win that and i was like ah you know how this you know how this all goes and Braden's like yeah. well what can do i'm like uh it's almost the winter time we're gonna think on this yeah. so, <laughs> so a couple of weeks later we're at liberty indoor <laughs> a whole we lot of thinking huh yeah, we thought long and hard on this deal. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, and it's been it's been good. It's been good. We've had a lot of fun up and down the road, sleeping in a truck, sleeping, you know, go. I mean, because that's our thing. We we want to be home at a decent time on Sunday so we can get stuff taken care of and have mm-hmm. dinner with the family and like. So we try to get home and do all that. So got to got to keep the priorities in line, man. Definitely got to see, see the kids. I don't see, but once a week so mm-hmm. yeah let's get creative they all got lives it sucks y'all take care of your parents man yeah yeah, yeah. they lose their mind when you leave i promise <laughs> <laughs> we're learning my that. mom's been kind of dealing with that i just got married my brother's moving out yeah nobody at home empty nest kind of deal with my dad and so yeah you want here's one worse like right now my wife's on nights and she's on nights every, for five weeks every other five weeks and uh Right now she's on nights. This is her last week, and it's just me and the dog. I'm like, <laughs> so I start calling on my kids, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What are you doing?" If I want to come over, you guys want, you guys want to <laughs> They're like, "Dude, we're, we're busy. We're 
like we got to work in the morning. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just wake up early and head home. I got an extra bedroom, the same one you left, you know. <laughs> and the other, the other three live within 10 miles of me. So, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's tough, but yeah, take care of your parents. You guys, uh, you guys will appreciate me saying that one of these days. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely uh, I don't know, man, it's it's different without them, yeah. uh, especially when your whole life just kind of like. What are we gonna do? Well, what are they gonna do? We're gonna do what yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. do. Yeah, what are they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's I'm not sad about it because I'm happy they're all successful and they're all headed in their direction. I mean, my youngest is 17 in a few weeks here. I'm already talking about being a weapons engineer in the army. Like, <laughs> dude, I remember when that kid was running around the racetrack in diapers. Yeah, yeah. He well, sucks. he's not. Yeah, he works out every day. He. uh now he's a grown I mean, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a, he, hell, he probably won't even have to go to college long. Once he does go to the army, um, he's got a shit ton of uh, college credits already. And he's a sophomore. So, well, he's a junior now. He's a junior now. I think he had 16 at the end of his sophomore year. Man. So, wow, wow. That's a so, whole semester. semester. Jesus. Yeah. He could graduate yeah. college and high school at the same time. Just give them both diplomas. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> His plan is to let the let the government pay for it, go in the army and do all that. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be a ranger. He wants to be a ranger and a we weapons engineer. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean he's he's got it planned out. He's got it planned out. But he also, you know, he's still he's almost seventeen, so that's subject to change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hear different. I I hear different plans, and then it always goes back to that. <laughs> So mm. I told him, I'm like, you, you know, that's pretty cool stuff. You go in the army, you'll have brothers forever. You'll have friends forever. You like, you get paid the rest of your life. You'll get, uh, everything paid for. You'll always get a job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's pretty smart. He's, he's definitely guided. So that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, SBR was pretty well, pretty much was dominant up north and in the Midwest. Um, but when did y'all decide to start drifting more towards the East Coast and down south? Well, I think we did that basically when Braden started. We we had a big following as far as uh, and did really good in the pavement series in the East Coast and down south. Mm -hmm. um, but that was kind of like the Northeast, the Southeast. It, it was one big series. Um, but then we kind of shot away from it and stayed in the Midwest where all the money racing was. And you had Tulsa, you had, you know, Batesville, Tunica, mm -hmm. Memphis, Wells, Memphis, Tunica, Batesville. Um, and so we went back to the Southeast. Basically, I just wanted to take Braden racing down there. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a lot of customers down there, two or three that went with us. And we'd go race and we spent a lot of time with, uh, well, him and Col him and Colby were really tight. Well, him and Spencer Davis were tight, and Braden Hawes and Colby, and like they all were buddies and mm. that race together. They'd be pissed at each other one minute, <laughs> back before they even got back to the trailer. So, um, <laughs> I just want to take him down there to to race. I mean, it kind of got us away from the customer base, so that mm. we could go race and just have fun with he and I mm. because. 
it was uh, overshadowed by everybody else. Everybody else was the priority. That's why yeah. Brayden had to learn to do a lot of his stuff himself. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way it was ever going to work out. And it's paid off because, man, I don't even try. I don't do shit right for him. I can just tell you that right now. <laughs> the only thing I do right is tires sometimes. And yeah. but as far as as far as the mechanical side of it, uh, he's he's got that. Like that's that's his deal. Yeah. yeah. He, there's only one way to do it and it's his way. And he yeah. learned it from me, but <laughs> <laughs> like I showed him, but he's like, No, it's like this. I'm like, Yeah. All right. This is this yeah. process has evolved. Yes. Definitely, definitely has. So, but I miss, I miss, well, when he was doing it here in the garage uh, for so long. Uh, I mean, we'd bounce stuff off each other. It's hard. It's hard being two hours away. It was a lot of work for, I didn't realize how much he helped me. And I'm sure he probably didn't realize how much I helped him. Well, he probably does realize, but <laughs> um, he's still got some help. Gary Hostetler goes and helps us. And that's where his, his go karts stay. And, uh, Gary, Gary spoils him. So <laughs> this dude, yeah, that's just what he does. Yeah. But, I think he said something about that on his episode, actually. <laughs> yeah. That he didn't realize yeah. how yeah. much it was. Yeah. Yeah. So Brent, back when you know, back when you and Brian had the business, it was just starting out, you know, like you said, what, seventy five thousand dollars a year. Did you got did you or your brother ever envision that the business would reach the people that it did, such as Kevin Weldon, of course, Mike Dickerson, of uh, Holsey down in Texas, and Lucas Wallace. And what about the successes that you guys were able to be a part of with those guys? So Mike was probably my brother's, one of my brother's first customers. Uh, really? Yeah, he was one of the first customers. Uh, Mike, and, we, we've raced together since we were little kids. Well, I say little kids, uh, I mean... 15 14 15 that's not really a little kid but it's we were younger and uh but as far as like kevin and mike let me back up mike brought a lot like he decided he wanted to do stuff, like a little side business to papers racing and help him and uh it helped us too he was a dealer he, he evolved into a dealer and then like he he has a big following now he's got a lot a lot of customers and he takes care of a lot of people. It, it's it. His racing program suffers because of it. Mike yeah. is uh, he takes care of everybody else way better than he takes care of himself now. But with that being said, Kevin Weldon worked for me, or he worked for Brian. Um, built he built motors. I think that's how it went. He either worked for me or Brian, but he's worked both sides of the business back when he was fourteen years old. Like yeah. Kevin was a local racer. And he just came to the shop one day and he was like, wanted to hang out. It evolved into that, just like Carl Young and Brandon come, came to the shop one day and they were hanging out. Well, he spent so much time there. He was off work because he was, he had hurt his back. He couldn't do a whole lot as far as physical labor, but he could, he could clean on stuff and disassemble engines. He really, Carl's got a knack for this stuff, like, especially with this overhead valve stuff, like nobody like that I, that i've ever seen like he just he lives it breathes it eats it and he he loves it man and he does good but that's kind of where they started like they they came to the shop they brandon raced for us forever and then they kind of did their own deal but uh kevin uh kevin 
he didn't have a lot when he was younger. He mm-hmm. he uh, he worked his butt off, and then he started racing for Brian a little bit. You know, it's uh, we kind of feel like we've taught a lot of good guys which direction to go and they've made success out of it. And it's pretty cool. I mean, that's just yeah. how it works. That's how any business works. So you can't, can't hold a grudge or hate anybody for wanting to better themselves. I mean, and do their own thing. That's how we got where we are. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't just start go-kart racing. Somebody, somebody got us guided. So uh, we had Paul Lair to thank for that, but yeah, you know. I feel like it's very important to have somebody who can guide you along yeah. the way. It's yeah, and yeah, you know, like you said, you know, you can't knock them or anything. It's kind of like, oh, we're losing you, but you're going to do something better and greater, yeah. and there you could reach out and help so many more people like we helped you, you know. And so, it's just something really cool to look back at and, and see what you've been able to do. Definitely, go kart racing needs that too. Like, uh, I was looking at the numbers from the Overton this weekend, and I was like, man, that looks like it's about half of what was there last year as far as those entries go in a lot of those classes. I was like, what are we doing here? That's a big big area down there there's a lot of racers down there and who knows though it's that time of year man you're either gonna go race or you're gonna save up for indoor stuff yeah but yeah as far as that goes like no we never really set out to try to be a big go-kart shop we just love what we do and was good at it and it kind of just happened uh scotty weir was really responsible for like on the pavement side for a lot of customers. And that's the thing. It seemed like we had such good customers that if one came that we'd have three or four of their friends call, <laughs> you know, it's like, because we just tried to help. We tried the tech support side is we just really, really spent time and tried to guide in the right direction. I mean, you're spending your money. I mean, take care of these people. So yeah. It didn't matter if they spent $10 or $10,000. We still try to help everybody, man. We just, we loved it like that too. So yeah, we, we felt fortunate to be able to do something we love. So we, we gave everybody as much or more than they probably expected. So, so what put you guys on the map for me? And I'm sure Alex as well was Tunica. Tunica. Yeah. You, man. you guys, you guys would come to Tunica with a trailer full of tires, 12 go-karts, <laughs> and just dominate everything. C.J. Halsey's got the red body, glitter stars all oh, that's over. Oh, this was before C.J. Well, yeah, yeah, CJ. yeah. But, oh, after that, yeah. I vividly yeah. remember that. But, yeah, but when Brian was still racing, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys – did you guys ever go to Memphis? No. No. Back when it was the – back when no. it was before Tunica? No, I never got the chance to go. Yeah, so you talk about some cool stuff. Like, I remember Kevin Swindell racing the Purple Plate class and, like, just starting. And I I remember, like, Enoch racing still. And, I mean, my brother raced. And then we'd swap. Like, they had a a 100-lapper race in there. And he's like, I can't make 100 laps. You race. (laughs) So I I raced 100 laps. (laughs) So, you know, that place actually got got it all rolling for us in that area. Because – that's like a meeting in the middle. I mean, everybody went to Tunica. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yep. Well, when it went to Tunica, it just tripled in size. And it, I mean, the stuff those guys still do for go-kart racing is huge. That's their fan. guys are like, they still, they don't have to do that, man. They, I don't know. I'm sure you guys know, but they don't have to do this. No. Like they, they do it because they love it still to this day because yeah. they have a 
hellacious business. And that pest control sure, business is huge. Yeah. And and Shane, I think he has a couple of little kids and like he doesn't have to spend all that time. And you can only imagine the hell he catches that he doesn't oh, yeah. need to get. I mean, so <laughs> yeah. Um that that was a big deal for us. Tunica was always a big deal for us. And uh we just made the most of of it. I mean, we just we feel like we were fortunate and we had a lot of good help as far as like customers that all shared. We all shared, everybody shared information. We had a good plan going there and we're like, you you do this, you do this, and then we'll see what we need to do at the end of that. Yeah. So I remember I, I remember you telling me a story back in the day about you and Mike, y'all couldn't figure something out and y'all like drank a case of a 12 pack of beer and then won everything. Well, it was only like six, but it, oh, was, okay. it was nine o'clock in the morning and practice just got over. So Holy <laughs> you remember, shit. You, you remember when practice started at like, I mean, Seven. there's still yeah. frost on everything and they're getting ready to start <laughs> practice. Well, we sucked literally. Like we, we, I went in the trailer and sat in the dark and I was like, and Mike, I guess my, somebody told Mike where I was at. Cause I was like, man, I got to figure this shit out. And I'm in there, I'm having a beer. And I was like, Mike get, comes in and he sits down and closes the door, sits down and we're in the dark and he, he's drinking beer. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're sitting there and I, I'm like, I fucking got it. <laughs> like, come on. So we, we, I mean, we probably drink three or four or five beers each, but it's whatever. We went out and I think we had like 12 or 13 poles and one more than that that day. And at the end of the day, we looked at each other and like, we just couldn't even say anything. We're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's an awesome if was, story. If it was still that easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you never get that alone time and that's that's the part about racing with Braden now like i i still help a few people parkers being some of them but that alone time man just to think it's huge like uh, if i could just go and race with Braden, when we do it's just it's badass like we we just pretty much we kill it because he lets me do my thing there's nobody running the trailer what i need to do but you know it also those extras pay the bills so and help us get to go race yeah absolutely man going back to to it to a story like chance it's not like chances but uh you know just kind of taking that moment to sit and think i remember one time i had went help chance at Gulfport when y'all were racing this is back when y'all were on the uh ultramax and stuff and we were just talking and stuff like that and something that's kind of stuck with me is you know you told me the harder you work the slower you go the harder yeah. you, and that's kind of stuck with me it's kind of like instead of you know running around with your head cut off Let's just chill for a second. Let's look at it. Let's figure it out. And then let's get to work. Let's not try and work so much harder and, and just ruin a day, you know? Yeah. If you drink three, yeah. four, five beers, you know, you start winning everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, some can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't racing. Mike was. He sat on yeah. three holes, I think, that day. And so he he might. And to this day, like, that's not even him because he doesn't hardly drink. Mike mm -hmm. doesn't drink like and unless he's got the weekend off he might have a couple beers with his wife when they go out or something but he does not drink but it's uh yeah it, stuff like that doesn't happen often so we we got to relive it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. so uh a lot of people call you mr burris where did that nickname come from 
it's Doctor Verse, and that came Doctor. from my kid. That came from <laughs> my kid, if I'm not not mistaken. Like I really? don't really remember who or where, but I was like, "What the?" I, it it might even came. We're gonna have to ask him, but it might have been. Uh, it was either him or Kobe Horner. I don't remember, and it came from Dumplin Valley, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, yeah. You, and had it's a, you had a good program over there. That's for sure. Yeah, and I mean it's it's stuck, and uh, I still hear it once in a while. Uh, Colby's one of them that still says it. Right? <laughs> yeah, hell, I think the last time I saw you at Talladega, I walked past your trailer and I just screamed it at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh just one of them things, I guess. I forget about about the time I forget about it, somebody else brings it up. Yeah, <laughs> first game, first game is just so different than a Maxis man. It's wild that that you know they even race in the same country how different it is to to prepare them and how how they how they work is is wild well, well when we first started yeah. kitty you know it was kind of a mixed track still yeah they had half brand burst actually we were running with the prudums or that's where we half got the burst, idea for burst the, on the left sides max on the right sides kind or, of deal we're just half the track running all bursts you yeah know, we were running burst oh, i ran i ran burst till it became a max's only track yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like 11s on the right uh, left side and 22s on 22s. the right side that's how he ran. And I remember when it went through that Vega transition too. Don't don't you, Ethan? Oh yeah, we had to. Uh, <laughs> shit, I never forget when my dad called you. We had uh, he had rolled the the Vegas and he called you because we scaled it and picked up the cart and the tires were so sticky he dropped a scale on the ground when he picked it up. <laughs> and he's yeah. freaking out in the garage. He's like, "Oh my god, we just bought these scales." <laughs> I'm like, well, just call Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used to get those bur- those Vegas back every week. I gotta have them back in two weeks. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So we kind of talked about Braden. You know, being a kid, you know, you you instilled that work ethic into him of you know cleaning go karts, cleaning other people's go karts. But when when did it kind of click that like, oh okay, it's time to put him in one? Like when? What, do you remember that kind of moment when it was like, let's get him, let's get him going racing? Yeah, you know, it was at the local track. I just, I mean, he really wanted, he loved to be around it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can tell, you can just tell a kid, a kid that doesn't love to be around it, they're not going to be good racers. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hell, he, he'd give up anything to go to the racetrack when he was a little kid. And I was like, man, maybe, maybe one of these days. And I finally, finally got him rolling at the local track. I got him, got him a go-kart, got him all set up. And, you know, he, he looked like shit. Just like <laughs> most kids do at the beginning, like he—he's just out there. He—it's harder than he thought it was. I'll just put it yeah. that way. So I let him ride around, and like one night at the end, and he was frustrated. I could tell because he really like he's competitive as hell, still yeah. is. And one night he just—he just—I think he might have ran second, and the same kid kept beating him. And this was in like the rookie junior class or whatever. So I was like, you want to stay here a little while? I'll rent this racetrack. He's like, yeah. I said, well, you go find them and figure out, how, find, find the find the track owner, figure out how much it is, how long we can stay, and we'll get it taken care of. So he comes back. He's like, give me $80. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I give him money, and he goes and pays, and that got us like an hour. And I didn't want anything done to the racetrack. I just wanted to wait till everybody was gone. It was just us there. I didn't mm-hmm. want any outside source there because that's a distraction. And so I'd go, I went in the infield, I stood in the infield and I just told him, I was like, I'm going to stand in the middle of the front straight away. And when you see me 
wave my hand at you, you pull in and pull over here. I said, don't, don't get out of the go-kart. We're just going to talk about it. But within, uh, within about a half an hour, I picked him up almost a second and it was all, it was all in the steering wheel and the feet and it didn't have anything to do with his line. His line was good, but just teaching him how to use both pedals and how not to confidence from dad. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and he never lost another race. That kid never got close, never got close again. And that's awesome. Like, well, if he wants to make this kind of effort. So then I started taking him with me, um, when we go to like the Midwest races, the bigger races, and I'd do a set of tires and I'd let him practice through the practice day. Cause you got a lot of laps out there. Like mm-hmm. you get like six, seven practice rounds out there. And I thought, man, this is going to be great practice for him. And God dang, he was fast. He was, he was fast and, but I could tell he, he just wasn't great at passing. And I'm not going to put him out there and get himself hurt, get anybody else hurt, get anybody's way. So I, I'd let him practice the next morning and I'd sign him up, let him qualify, and I wouldn't let him race. And damn. So it's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. Yeah. And I caught hell from Carl, from my ex-wife, from Braden's, Braden's mom. I caught I caught hell from Braden. He just wouldn't shut up. Well, I would never get in until he qualified on the pole. <laughs> he qualified on the pole this race out in Iowa. And I was like, ah, damn. And this place had a concrete wall where <laughs> Oh, here they go. They're starting in on me again. I'm like, listen, you want to race? You go ahead. If you bend it, it doesn't kill you. You buy a new one. I'm like, it's it's all you, man. If if you think you can do it, do it. Well, he led most of the race and just basically fell out of seat. He's not in that. It got really bit up and yeah, uh, he's used to that local track kind of g-force, and then he got on a good track and. Yeah. He got out. really, really bit up and like his race was halfway through the features and like just that's back before. I mean, that's back when we were barely prepping a Maxis tire that were thin and just using the rubber. Yeah, it didn't back need much. Back basically when it was more natural rubber mm-hmm. than yeah. you could use the rubber. So, I mean, he fell out of seat and ran third and I was, I was tickled. I was happy as hell for him and yeah. he was mad. He was because he led. He sat on pole, yes. led some of the race, and then let it go. Yeah, you could see him come up off the corner. He's looking at the flag stand. He's looking. <laughs> he can't even hold it anymore. He's and looking he's underneath the helmet. On. He's looking underneath yeah. the helmet. Yeah, helmet strap, and I even tied it up. I tied it down way up next to the shield, so it keep his head over. And he yeah, just, I, rem- I remember it used to be all the way up here, and it'd pull his head down like that. But once that arm starts coming up with it, you're you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, and you know when you when you tie it way up like this, it up there the leverage is so high that it don't pull your arm up, but mm. he was just tired, man. He was out of gas. He, yeah. just, he just didn't realize that 20 laps was that much different than six yeah. or seven practicing and three qualifying, you know? Yeah. But so he, this is, this is when his workout program started. I was like, listen, you really want to do this. I, I went and got him one of those total gym deals that hang up under the door of your mm. house, like in the doorway. Mm. And I was like, push-ups twice a day, sit-ups twice a day, pull-ups twice a day, hang your head off the side of the bed with your helmet on both ways, not just one. Get all, get all your muscles built up. He didn't, he didn't miss a beat, man. He, he went, he just went to work and he was bought in. He was ate up with it. He was was, still is still definitely is, but yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, 
that's kind of the story of getting Braden into racing and the rest is history. Yeah. And so, you know, when he got into it, when he, you know, we, the local shows, it's kind of easier. It's kind of easier to do, but when he gets on the national event, you know, uh, how was it kind of adding him to the rotation of the customers you already had, you know, to, to, you know, not only as a go-kart with your company's name on it, but your son. So how was that transition to having him at the racetrack, which you had national events? So he did most of his own work. So that was even at that age, like even at the racetrack, he did most of his own work. I never, I had somebody that came with us to get him to the grid and back. I would meet him at the grid a lot of time, most of the time, but they would get him to the grid and get him off the scales. And that, you know, that's the time consuming stuff. You're going to be watching the class either way or watching race monitor or whatever. Um, but as far as the tire rotation and stuff, I mean, yeah, you know, a couple extra sets and the way we, the way I did everything, we shared everything around. If we hit on something, that's what we did. And yeah. that's what everybody did. So, um, it was, it was basically a buy a few sets and put them in rotation every time. And you got what you got and we'll, we'll work it out. If it's an old tire, we got those. If it's a new tire, we've got those. So yeah, um, definitely, it, it wasn't a big deal. I, and I, I'd, I'd put tire like he'd work and make money and at the shop, and I'd put tires. I mean, he's he's doing all that maintenance stuff for everybody, mm-hmm. so he's making money. He's he's making money for himself or to be able to race. So I put his tires right in there with it. And yeah. If he wanted it that bad, I wasn't going to short him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. There's no way I'm hearing that. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Have a, you yeah. know, having that backing is, uh, is, is awesome. Yeah. We had a, we had a lot of, what I mean, everybody was basically a test for the next guy. I mean, and it, we, once it, once it hit, it just rolled and trickled down. It did. It yeah. did. It worked out good. We it were might fortunate. be a little stressful, but you could figure things out a little bit quicker than somebody only got one go-kart or two go-karts and then not yeah, on the track right. all the time. If we got too stressful, I'd get me a couple of beers and then we'd go back at it. <laughs> and then we go set it. 12 poles, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just go-kart racing, man. It's not life. It's, yeah. uh, it's go-kart racing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, man. It's uh, We don't have to do this. We do it because we can, and it's a go-kart race. And for some odd reason, we do it because we want to, too. So. Yes. Yeah, definitely <laughs> we want to. <laughs> we wouldn't make all this effort if we didn't, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, so it's been good to us, man. Uh, I can't imagine life without racing in general. So, well, yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't have this podcast without racing, yeah. man. I wouldn't be married, you know. I wouldn't be married because of, if it wasn't for racing. So, if you, you guys pick- have all done good too, man. You guys are all good racers. You've done really good. I know Appreciate you love that, it. You Thank you. This, you wouldn't spend this time. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I remember all of you when you were little kids running around there. Yeah, as far as it pretty good cool. times. Y'all wanted to win races. Y'all Absolutely. had a blast, but you wanted to win races. That's the coolest part. Like you yeah. weren't just at the racetrack playing. Nope. So that was just a that was just a benefit to have scooters and stuff go ride around. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go look at the ra- I'm gonna go look at the racetrack. That's what I remember here. <laughs> yeah. go Thirty minutes later, we got nachos, and- fries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or or I'd walk up to the grid and there's a scooter race going on on the grid. Yep. <laughs> and we're ready to start by a setting pole. Yeah. How about that racetrack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dirty. It's, it's oh, real dirty. Good. 
Yeah, man. It, it's uh, good times. Oh, yeah, good times. definitely. Most definitely. So it, it's probably impossible, but if you could pick a, a number one memorable win with Braden as your the house driver for SBR, what would it be? I'm going to probably have to say the Overton race. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, well, two years ago when we won it. Uh, I mean, that was basically our first year back racing, and he, he and Braden were like, we went to we went to that area to race a lot. So Wayne was uh like he was good with those little kids, man. Mm-hmm. He was a big kid himself, but he was he would get out like he'd be out down there on the grid on the scooters with him. Like he <laughs> he was just he was just a big kid and he was a hard racer. They call him a yeah. hurricane for a reason. So, yeah. But he was uh man, he was just a good dude and uh, a lot of fun to be around. There was never a dull moment. And I know Braden remembers him a lot from like that. I think that win meant a lot to Braden too, because of remembering him from when they were little, when he was little and hanging out. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they weren't, I wouldn't say they were tight, but they were definitely, they were definitely buddies. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't live close enough for him. Like Kobe lived right now, lived right down the road. Like they all lived in the Knoxville area, but we went down there probably 10 times a year and saw him probably 15 times a year. Cause he would go and help Colby, but, and he was just a, he was just a good dude. Uh, just a big kid. But that, yeah. that went meant a lot because I knew him because, of, you know, I mean, that's a big Memorial race. You see how many people go to it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. definitely something everybody wants. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. what I heard though, is that next year is the last one though. Yeah. He said, yeah. Colby's he's going to do 10 and, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do the 10th one. And now with Jerry dying and, uh, you know, I think they're going to probably end up doing a memorial deal. I, for him. I think, yeah, that 4,400 to win modified race. Yeah. I said, yeah, so it'll be something like that, but it's going to be a huge yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely probably be at that. So might have to tell work to, you know, hold yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could get notice far enough in advance it's not an issue but you know how race you know they promote races there's not many of them that promote them more than a month out so yeah oh yeah well all of a sudden you get this flyer with this race paying five grand and you're like what what (laughs) (laughs) my tires had to be done two months ago like what are we (laughs) what are we doing but yeah the overton's probably the most memorable when like i said all of them that brayden has won are better than anything that i ever won i mean I just, uh, that's hands down. Yeah, cool. I just, uh, it's, it just, they mean a lot more. Like I I raced, I loved racing, but if I still raced trying to run a business, nobody, I wouldn't have a business very long because I'm selfish. Like I would have everything. Everybody else would have nothing. (laughs) Yeah. You try to just capitalize over everything and just be yeah, yeah. monopolizing. I'm not competitive and I want to win that bad, but I, and I would, I'm so like, I'm, I get in a zone when I race, when I used to race, but I get in this zone where you really don't even try to talk to me. Yeah. Just leave it alone until the checkered flag falls and then we'll, we'll talk. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, my dad raised me a, quite a bit different as far as that goes there wasn't there wasn't an option to winning there was a you Demand. win yeah or, yeah so you know 
with Braden and I, I was pretty rough on him. I, I'm more rough on him. I think I was more rough on him as a kid because I was scared he was going to get hurt. It was over stuff that he did that I was scared that I didn't want him to redo and because he, he escaped at that time. And mm-hmm. I saw that. So, um, plus I was an asshole. I was trying to run a business and take care of a kid racing and, <laughs> you know, and I, and I, I was, uh, I'm, it's not even close to that anymore. Like we have a good time regardless. We win, lose, break, get, get wrecked. It's like, by the time we get in the truck, it's like high five. We'll yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah. We're racing, you know, it's all right. We're yeah. in a seat. Yeah. High five. You but, won a couple, yeah. lost a couple. You know, it's bad, not a yeah. bad day. <laughs> I will tell you the, the one that I feel for him and he talks about it still to this day that he, that got away is the straightaway lead at the Tulsa shootout silver anniversary and a lap go-kart turn him in the wall. That was, uh, 20, that was the last year they did it, huh? The 25th anniversary. Last lap. Had them crushed all weekend. We did uh, the whole two, three day, whatever it was. I don't think, I don't think we were the, we were the fastest go-kart through every practice that's when you had a heat race back then oh yeah and, i remember those heat races yeah then we got to the lead and it was over like i, I think Jeanette was, was second and he was at least a straightaway back and he ended up winning this kid ran him right up that wall out there coming off the two took the white flag comes off two. this kid's riding around the bottom and decides he's gonna turn right and i was like oh my god so celebrate, one, like, oh my god we got this in the bag all he has to do is get around this lap oh, car no. And no, uh, never oh. out there. Never. You can't celebrate any thing at that place, yeah. man. It bites you so fast. That that's one of the craziest races I've been a part. Like there's people wrecking, flying out their go-karts and still green flag, and the track workers are pulling them off the track while we're still racing. Man, that yeah. that was nuts for me. Like the the wildest thing for me was like we'd practice at eight in the morning and then we wouldn't run a heat race until five thirty at night. You know, like yeah. it was there were yeah. so many heat races and so many practices. And like, the track has been reworked. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We, we'd run like a practice at eight and then we'd run like a heat race at one. And then you had junior one, junior two light, uh, junior one and jun- junior one light and junior one heavy. So you had a different heat race and you had, it was just, it was wild because yeah. there was certain days for like the, the micros, the full wheelers, all this other stuff that was running. So you had like go-karts had their certain day, but it, so it was just, it was a lot packed into one. Yeah. I think the last time I won there, we had 140 something go karts in a class. Like, Damn. it was unbelievable. There was a 1400, 1500 entries inside that place. Yeah, and it was micro so nice. like was- micro go karts were the big thing. There were there were like 800 and something go kart entries for nine classes or whatever. And it was so nice because it could be snowing outside, but it's a crisp like. 65 70 on the inside yeah like flops inside. yeah yeah but you need a big blizzard jacket to go outside because it's got a foot of snow yeah we just stayed inside i remember being stuck out there for like a, uh i don't know two or three days from an ice storm we couldn't get down the highway one year they had 40 was it 44 or whatever that that's one 40 or 44 whatever it is shut down mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. even leave Tulsa, so we just hung out that's crazy. So, so Brent, I, you know, I've been working on these questions for a while. Um, talked with my dad, talked with a bunch of different people. 
because you know i was going back in the archives this wasn't just going to be the standard typical That's so right. let's go back to 09 this was a question from my dad that he he said you got to bring this up so 09 my dad calls rowdy jordan over at jason racing he's like all right who's the best in the business and of course your name pops up what was that phone call like or what was your first thought after you pick up the phone from that 337 number and you heard my crazy ass dad on the other end of the phone, you stayed on the <laughs> phone with him for two hours. Uh, this dude's going to drive me fucking insane. When I love <laughs> <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he drove me insane. Oh yeah. I love him. He still, he still texts me every year on my birthday and tells me happy birthday. What, what's he <laughs> say? Happy birthday. You be too, or something like that. No man, he like uh, it's it's Greek to me sometimes. I'm just like I understand happy birthday. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just here here's me. I'm like man, he had to quit cleaning the house for a minute to to send me that text. I appreciate that. <laughs> he had to. Oh he, man, he's like doing. He's probably doing some laundry or dishes or like I think every time I ever was at your house, he was cleaning something. Probably so. No, I, I'll never the clean and go card or you know. Oh yeah. No, I'll never forget it was it was oh nine when he went to Batesville to help you guys. And Mr. O C D himself was organizing your toolbox. Oh yeah. And he said he got so pissed off when you did this, but you were he was organizing the toolbox. And you came in and opened the three drawers that he had just finished and just ran your hand all through it and just <laughs> fucked everything up. It's my it's my little payback for dealing with him, you know? <laughs> like, this is what you get. Oh, yeah. Now, I love that dude, man. He there was a, We had a lot of uh, long conversations through the years. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, did fan. you think, you know, of course, my dad never thought but did you think that that phone call would lead to the friendship and the, the successes that we all had? No, no. It's, you know, but it's hard to tell what it will lead to. I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff throughout all these years, but I mean, definitely, definitely some good times racing and hanging out. I mean, good times. Oh, yeah. I got the one last thing he told me to bring up was that prank. 2013 at state line when you had driven in and you still had your BMW and we went eat at mug shots and he paid that waitress or that hostess $25 to walk up to you and tell you that a charter bus had just taken the front end off of your car. <laughs> yeah. And he, he had, <laughs> I remember she, he, she, uh, my dad was, he told this girl, he said, listen, He's not going to be, bull he, you can't bullshit him easy. So you got to sell it all out. She went and got eye drops to make it look <laughs> like she was crying when she walked up to the yeah. table. Man. He's just, he's just trying to push me over the edge all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, <laughs> it's probably my payback for uh, the drawer thing, the toolbox. I, thing. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what, you know, what I do remember is, uh, you know, like you said earlier, you know, when you were in the zone, just don't even talk to you. Yeah. And I remember you were like that that day at State Line, and you were like that, and then it was all all of a sudden we were getting ready to go out for Junior Pro, and I didn't really talk to you. I was like, listen, you know, whatever, go out, just get the fucking job done. And you walk up to me as soon as I'm putting on my helmet, and you just sucker punch the shit out of my arm. 
I was like, oh, okay, so now you want to talk. <laughs> well, my job was done. There you go. <laughs> I remember you uh, You walked out the trailer, threw the glove in the trash, and opened the ice chest and grabbed a beer and said, all right, I'm going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Got to celebrate. I'm done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Man, all the good times. Definitely. I wasn't trading you up for anything. I don't, I don't know. If you can see up well, over there, that's that's our check from Cajun Indoor, man. When we won, well, we had no, the one we had no business winning. That one. We had chances to talk about that to this day. Oh man, uh, we'll we'll take them. Sometimes you got to be luckier than good, but yeah, uh, you know, we'll take we'll take them however they come. Sometimes they don't Especially ask. When, my favorite thing is they don't ask how. Here's the thing. When you work your butt off and work your butt off and work your butt off, at sometimes sometimes you get a break. I mean, oh, we we got a big break that day. We didn't we didn't quit though. Like we no, never we did quit. Not. We just never quit. Yeah, uh, and that's that's there's that's easy to do. It's easy to quit, especially <laughs> when it's hard. Yeah, especially for sure, it's hard. Yeah, man. I mean, you're right though. We we didn't uh, we didn't deserve that, but we kind of deserved it. I mean, yeah. right place, right we, time. You know, we, you, we were you know. there. We were in the right position. It yeah, wasn't. You. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've had it happen both ways. So I've been on the other side of it. So I'm sure it was owed to us at some point for something else. <laughs> well, shit, I remember what was it, Talladega, when when Rowdy got taken out and Brady yeah, was half a straight behind him. him. When he ran over the lap go kart. Yeah. Yep. And I'm right. just standing right next to you, and I went, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, I didn't even know we won until after it was over. I was like, "What? Wait, what? What happened?" <laughs> I was sorry. I was tired. You wrote us off. I was like, "Yeah, we're second. We're gonna run second this." And then I didn't. I couldn't even tell what the hell happened. But Brayden knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, we we kind of we kind of talked on it earlier. Um, you know, the reasoning why you changed from Phantom back to, to Ultramax and stuff like that. Um, but what was that process like of, of shutting the doors on SBR? You know, what, was it tough? Uh, you know, um, did it did it really change the daily stuff a lot? You know, you talked about how you had your pressure washing business and you went do Toyota and stuff, but just, you know, not doing tires almost every day, you know? Well, I kind of still was. I was doing it. I was kind of just doing it on the side. Mm-hmm. I kept what I wanted to keep. As far as customer wise, did it on the side, just kind of, you know, uh, I couldn't do all the advertising and do all the track support. So I had to do what I could do for like, I offered it to a lot of people and some took it. I had options for them. I was like, listen, if this is what you want to do, you need to do this. Same thing with the engine stuff. Uh, Brian kind of like fed it off to other engine builders, like, Oh, it's an animal. I would go do this. It's a clone. I would go do this. It's a junior, you know, just depending on what it was. We kind of started feeding the stuff off. We didn't just one day walk in and go. Yeah. Try and knock people off a ledge. You know, you kind of help them. Yeah. We, we would, we had an obligation to them. I mean, they, it all goes back to, they spent their hard earned money on the stuff and we're not just going to just quit answering the phone. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I still did a lot of tech support. Uh, I did some tires. Um, the dirt late model modified sprint car tire prep thing was really big. 
And like I was sending thousands of dollars worth out a week before they cracked down on all that. Um, so I was still doing some go-kart tires. Uh, still, Braden was still going to race some. But finally, I was like, I need something stable. This isn't going to last forever. Like I did yeah. this side work and never, like I had child support. I had bills. Uh, my now wife, I we lived together. Like, I, I think I got through maybe a, the summer and part of their next school year. And I was like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to get something that's stable, something that's got a future. So Toyota being the biggest company around here, like it's a factory, but it's clean. It's, it's organized, like it's structured. And that to me is important. Like they've been around for, at that point they had been around for, let's see, they just, they, it was just 25 years. So it would have been 15 years. So I've been there 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, nine years, I'm sorry, nine years. So um yeah man i just uh i had to look at the future and i i still do i still do i mean i have a shop i have a shop where i do local stuff like guys want to buy stuff and i do tires and refinish tires and i mean i can still do whatever i think uh i got three or four months left with that shop and i'm gonna do what i can out of my garage and i mean i got a two and a half car garage my wife was happy. She got her, she got her, her half the garage back. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, I'm going to do what I can for who I want and just keep going from there. Toyota, Toyota's good. I mean, I'm topped out there and we work a lot of overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of really, really cool customers that are local people here. And, um, I mean, they're just uh they got little kids that race and they love it and they don't like their their focus isn't oh we got to travel and go win these races they just take the family and go cook out and race the local tracks around here and they have a good time and they win a few races here and there and they're appreciative of every bit of help you give them and that's where i'm at with it i'm going to teach most of them if they want to learn i'll teach them how to take care of their own tire program and still help you know over the elevate their local game you know yeah yeah but it's still all about having fun yes yes i spend a lot of hours on the phone um every weekend still and it gets frustrating for me and me and Braden were talking about it and there's no one that does this but uh we have a lot of experience between the two of us and we're we're talking about a business as far as consulting goes i know randy cordy does it for the mm-hmm. late model world. Um, and I spend a lot of time helping people set up go-karts and tell them how to do their tires, what prep. And, you know, just because I've been to these places and give them starting points on everything. So Braden and I have been talking about starting a consulting business where we both can do it and spend time on the weekend, whether it be text message, phone calls, whatever, but guiding and helping. And that way they're not up against somebody else at that racetrack that's helping somebody else or you know yeah we're gonna you you could do like zoom call kind of deal like this where even if you have to show something you know yeah Yeah. right and we're going to develop this uh we've talked about it already and and he's knowledgeable and he's good with people too like he's he's good with everybody so 
he needs to be he needs to be in on this because he he has like I mean, I'm not gonna lie, he's learned some stuff about tires and he helps me. Like he's he wants to know it all. He wants to know everything. He's like I was when I was his age. So he he just wasn't he's not satisfied with just driving the go-kart and working on it. He wants to know what you did to the tires and why it works the way it works. So he was really well spoken. What's that? He was well spoken, so being able to articulate what needs to happen and whatnot, I think uh, I think he'll do pretty good with. Yeah, he and he remembers a lot more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take notes, man. I I got to write stuff down, and he does too. He'll write stuff down. He'll start it. He'll start going through his phone. And he's like, "Well, what, here's what we did last time." What? <laughs> I'm like, All right. taking his word for it, sure, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll show me. Like he'll take notes on the way home. Uh, from a racetrack, good, bad, or the other, man. No matter how we do, he'll take notes. And uh, but he's he wants to do it. He wants to win races. He wants to race. And as long as he still has that that fire and that want in him, that's all you can ask for. Well, I hope so. One of these days, he's going to have hopefully uh, have kid, at least one, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that'll be. Like I was 27 when when he was born. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. And then he'll see what the other side of it's like. How I do, but he. Uh, it's so much different when we started back racing, as it was like 10 years ago or whatever. When yeah. we just followed each other nonstop, and uh, now we don't even. If we start raising our voice, I just I'm like. Listen, man, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a go kart race. We're not going to do this. It's just yeah. go kart race. It's glad that right. y'all can realize that now instead of it yeah. just because there's a lot of people who can't, and it'll it'll ruin relationships, you know. It, and yeah, it's just stress, it's just not worth stress, it at this time. Yes, the stress of business probably caused me to react to him uh, like I did when he was younger. And if I could take it all back, I probably wouldn't because <laughs> I look at him now. I look at him now and I'm like, yeah, it's a little me. He turned out really dang good. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, but not all kids respond like that. Mm -hmm. So some, uh, some, some, some shut down and that's, yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've got one or two that just, if you start, if you start in on them like that, they just, they're gone. (laughs) They're (laughs) they're not, they're not going to stand and listen to you act a fool. Yeah. Like me and Braden, we act a fool to each other and we both get it. (laughs) but 20 minutes later we're like all right so uh what are we gonna do here (laughs) at the end of the day we when he gets ready to leave it's always a hug and love you and i'll see you soon so that's all that really matters honestly it's all that matters absolutely well we kind of touched on it earlier but um you guys started racing with uh logan parker i believe uh where did you just start doing tires for them and Braden kind of came along and came in that or how did, how did that all really so come about? One, he's the one that got us to go to the uh, local track, the track or yeah. the backyard the little track. backyard. Yeah. But Logan and his dad, Jerry Logan raced go-karts when he was a little kid and they were customers of ours. And man, I hadn't heard from him. I knew he, he helped a few people here local, like went to the racetrack, the local track, but like he's got a he's got an excavating business and he's he's busy and just one day he's like hey he just 
he texted me or called. I think he called me. He's like, this is Logan. Uh, and, you know, I hadn't seen Logan since Logan was like, I don't know, 12. Mm-hmm. And he's almost, I think he is 30 now, but he's, I've got two kids and thinking about racing go-karts. And so I sold him a few things that I'd left over that they needed, like a chest protector and a little helmet of Braden's and like odd and end stuff like that that they were going to need. And then it was, hey, let's go to this backyard track and check this out. Bring Braden. See if he, he we got this uh, open go-kart. I'm going to ride it. And, uh, so that's how it all started. But yeah. Now, so, now we're here. Now we're here again. Full yeah, blown into so it. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's like, uh, he's taking care of Braden and I've taken care of the tires. And then it kind of, it kind of like, I don't know. I still take care of their tires and they're going to race a lot. And well, Waylon, the, the one boy won junior sports and champ this last weekend down there. Really? Nice. Kind of ran a first, a fourth and a fifth down there. I mean, makes full circle, like, you know? Yeah. 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 So, but they love it. No, uh, it's something him and his dad and the two boys get them over home and go to the racetrack and have a good time. Yeah. That's not too bad of a deal. No, it's not at all. So good people too. Yeah. Yeah. So we do this little rapid fire thing. It's five questions, either, or, you know, you can give us a reason why, or, you know, just pick them. So, uh, we'll start off with college football or NFL college football. They just play harder. I agree. They just, they play harder. Yes, definitely. Flatheads or clones. Oh, yeah. Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to make sure you have 11 men on the field, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, more mistakes than I've seen in forever. Yeah. So, so flatheads or clones? Flatheads. Flatheads. Maxis or Burris? Burris. Burris. And summer or winter? Summer, definitely. Yeah, y'all winters are pretty dang hard. Yeah. It's, hey, listen, he says he sick. says summer, okay? But it used to be like 35 degrees, and he'd be walking outside in flip-flops and shorts. Yeah, well, our cold, our cold is different from their cold. Yes, we definitely. have humidity. They're dry. We're super wet, dense, cold that can break through anything. Yes, and you don't know any better. Look where you live. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't even get cold anymore. Right, right. right. You don't even know what cold. It, you probably didn't even know it was going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it was like sixty-five when I woke up this morning. I was like, "Damn, it's finally not 80. Yeah, it was fifty over here when I woke up. Yeah, it was it was 40, 47, 48. And probably nice and brisk. Yeah. It was I'll tell you this much. I got a Jeep now and uh I did put the top and the doors back on it. (laughs) (laughs) And if I gotta drive to work in anything under sixty degree weather like that, I mean I already got a hoodie on with the hood up going to work, but it's like (laughs) ninety on the way home. So Yeah. (laughs) And then our last one is uh flats, flat or bank track. Oh, flat track for sure. Flat track. Gotcha. Bank tracks just to even it up. You think? Yeah. 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 I think bank track evens it up a lot. You, you get, instead of you having like, uh, well, you know, yeah, flat track for sure. It just kind of puts the driver back into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just wide open and riding. Yeah. There's no crutch. Yeah. Definitely. Well, moving on now, uh, what would be one of your fondest memories made through racing to date? My fondest memories, what? 
in racing to date? Oh boy. Um, man, <laughs> there's so many good ones. Like, yeah. uh, just having the, having the whole, the whole family with me, mm. like having all my kids at the racetrack was like on a weekly basis. That was the coolest thing. Like they all had their own little thing they did, but having, having all, all the kids at the racetrack, that's you know when that they were with good people and you didn't have to worry yeah. about it. Just, yeah. Never had to worry about them. They might be tearing the inside of the motor home up with 20 <laughs> of their buddies, or they might be like, I mean, I've seen, they Ethan might be covered. In mud. Yeah. I was about to say head to toe covered in dirt, but you know, he's having fun. He's not getting in trouble and he's just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is they all remember it too. They're like, remember we used to get the dogs and, Get in the motor home and go down the road. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that I was ever OC, I've, I am OCD about that motor home was never one of them. I really? just had to let it go. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be in there cleaning all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, having all, having all four kids at the racetrack, a lot of, you know, a lot of time when they were younger. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, we asked all of our guests this and it's, uh, it's kind of been kind of our questions that we've given everyone, uh, you know, what is something you like about our sport? You know, you said you like, you know, bringing the kids to the racetrack, but like something, the sport itself that you like that it, it has. And the friendships, yeah, the lot, the long lasting friendships. I have like I my best friends still race like people we call each other all the time like we I mean we go on vacation together like just uh, yeah the friendships that has to be the best part of it yeah it's absolutely it's definitely something you know kind of I mean, we talk yeah I know yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 really cool you know we all met through racing and you know we've stuck it stuck together. Uh, you know, yep. it kind of goes back to that thing we talked about, about building a bond with the dads, you know, the son, father and son or daughter and son, uh, father. Yeah. Um, it, it, it even goes down to kids hanging out together. You know, it's just a bond. Like you might not see him for three or four months, but it's like you never stopped hanging out when you get back to the racetrack with them. So it's, it's really yeah. cool thing that it offers. Yeah. Mike Dickerson and I have been buddies for probably 30 years now we we get more pissed at each other than any two people probably could ever like he's still aggravating (laughs) but i'll probably am too if you ask him i probably am too if somebody's seen y'all bickering or something they hate each other oh no they they're best friends (laughs) like i i mean we're we're like one word away from wanting to fight the other one so and i don't want to fight him (laughs) he'll kill me You see how good a shape that dude's in for 50 yeah. years old? He's oh, like, yeah. man, and he's still a, racing. That's the crazy part, man. I mean, still, gets, yeah. He does, he and does it like he just it's nothing. Like, I see kids that can't make that many laps, and this dude's 50, he might be 53 now, I think. And that's crazy. He, yeah, and I mean, after his, after his bad yeah. accident to go yeah. back racing. You know, yeah, he which, just which had one? that real bad. The one where he the one that was the go kart hit the truck out of the when it flew out when he flew out of the racetrack. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. He had some good ones. You remember when he got life flighted from SEMO? Yeah. That was really bad. That one was really, I think what that was the year that they ran it all the way to like 7 a.m. in the morning and it was foggy, right? Zach Axlin won it or something like that. Uh, I don't remember who won. I might have been, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, I came across that video. I think it's, I think it's still on YouTube. Just, of the wreck? Yeah, of the wreck, yeah. I don't even I've never seen that. Find it, it is, and send it to me. It is wicked. I will I will send it to you, but yeah. it was it was I yeah, they, I thought he was in trouble. They landed a helicopter right there. Like he would not wake up. Yeah. They landed a helicopter and took him off. That's wild. Still got back in the go-kart and raced some more. <laughs> after yeah, he got better. I, I think he's a maniac, honestly. Was, <laughs> what was that? What year was that? Um, I probably have to say around 2012. Yeah, yeah 12, early teens. Yeah, like I was gonna say 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. It was, uh, I think it was the last last one they had at Sykeston, wasn't it? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think the so. Yeah. So yeah, actually, it might have been the last fifty thousand because Ed quit doing it, so Billy did it. I yeah, think it might have been the last. Yeah, the it was fifty one fifty or something like that that year. Something. Yeah, yeah, something. But, but yeah, yeah, man, just just the friendships, like even like Kobe's dad, Steve. Uh, I mean, our families are friends. And, uh, we've been on vacation together, and we we're still trying to plan another one. He thinks <laughs> I can get off work whenever he does, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> just not how it works. No, nah, well, he works for himself, so he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's not how it yeah. doesn't work like that for you. Toyota doesn't that just find somebody to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. We are gonna find another time though, because we have a good time every time we do it. Definitely. But it's been a couple of years now, but he's all the time. He's giving me crap about not coming to the burst race. I said, Well, if I can just get Toyota convinced that I need to go spend a lot of money this weekend. Then I'll be there. <laughs> Instead of making them money, you know. Right, right. He he just laughed. He gets it there. So yeah. uh kind of the, the opposite of the last question. What would you like to see change in our sport? Man, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I I just feel like that uh there's really no set of rules. I mean you know, it's it costs a lot of money to go here or go there to whether it be the engine rule, the tire rule, um, the officiating lacks a good bit in a lot of places. Um, it's definitely not what it used to be. Uh, we're still going to go do it, but mm. we're going to complain about the little things that need changed as always. So, but I mean, just a a, a set of rules like a like. The rules are the same everywhere, whether it be yeah. so uh, some structure almost. Structure, yes, the yeah. class structure, the engine, like weight. Uh, yes, yes. Like I feel like every time we go race in a different state, it's different. Something's different. And we're struggling to get to that point first. And then we got to start racing. So yeah. Like I, I saw we had a buddy go race somewhere this weekend and the weight rules was like 340. 380 it's like what what happened to 325 350 375 you know it, it was that yeah. way forever well, that's 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 something totally different and i know but i get what you're saying yeah they, i think things have kind of went more gray than black and white like they used to be you know yeah. 
they have they kind of try to like work it out but it makes it more expensive mm-hmm. when you got to change this like your motor rules different so you got to have a different motor or your tire rules different so you got to have a different tire but and i get it i get it I've been, i mean i've done this long enough but it's uh it's frustrating because you want to go somewhere like we didn't go to talladega for one of their races this year because it's nka well we don't have any nka motors i had no idea it wasn't just all nka really like a week before that yeah that's we we had went to nka because in florida um i don't know if it's changed or not but recently like you couldn't run polished heads in the akr akra motor and it was nka was updated and then talladega has run runs nka motors yeah, I thought it had a lot to do with the insurance program too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, somebody told me that the insurance program uh, with NKA, if you run mm. AKRA, you can't use. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm pretty sure that you can offer, you can let them run either or, and just uh, you got to claim what you're. Yeah, claim what, a package. That's yeah. how it usually is. You know, at Batesville, we'll just claim at Tech. You know. Well, that's how uh, the Maximilian stuff is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Talladega have a money race, and I, Cofield, I talked to Cofield, and he's like, no, nah, we've always been in K. I was like, well, shit, take my, take my parking off that list, because I, unless I can find something in the next couple of days, then he's like, well, I got, I know somebody's got some, well, you know, I don't just jump motor builders, Picky, because yeah, yeah. one race, you know. Them guys have been good. Carl's been good to us, and I'm not that's not what we do. So yeah, we'll just take the weekend off. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just, we've kind of talked about it just a little bit more structure, you know, just get the ball yeah. rolling on some structure, kind of getting everybody yeah. on the same page and uh, just kind of a little bit, just straighten us up, get us in line and, and, and yeah. make it black and white. And just, there's like, it's either yes or no. Like it's, it, it is what it is, you know, and that's okay. across the country. You can go anywhere and rate, you know, yeah. yeah, and I think the numbers would get back up again uh, to where they used to be. Knowing I mean, that you can go anywhere and not right. have to worry about do I need to, you know, do I need to put a different motor on or do I need to build a whole different motor, you know? Yeah, so I'll, I'll never sit here and preach like, we just need to cut all the tire prep out and blow it. No, that's never going to happen. We're not going to create a rule that everybody, somebody can cheat, cheat up and get by. Like, that's... Yeah. That's not that's not the answer. They tried that. WK just dang near lost everything. Everything. Yes, I, I do remember that. that. Yeah, they decided that it would be great for there to be no prepping allowed, and then just nobody showed up. So yeah, everybody went okay. to where they could prep. Why? Why would you want to not just conform to what everybody's doing? for your for your five or six races yeah especially because it's already been such a big thing in our sport you know that's kind of what our sport is built off of prepping tires you know um and it it'd be like uh you know taking football tackle you know nfl and be like hey you can't tackle anymore you gotta they're getting there yeah 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 yeah. but you know it'd be like that you know something that is so prevalent to the sport yeah yeah man look flag football is going to be in the olympics this year next year Is it really? Yeah. 2028, I think, is the, oh is the year that they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought they're looking at it. Yeah. I, see, I seen, so Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen, the deep, the, the outside linebacker yeah. for Jacksonville, sacked the quarterback, Josh Allen. Uh-huh. And because their helmets hit, it was roughing the passer. Mm. 
because the top yeah. of his helmet touched his face mask. Yeah, they got they got some issues with all that stuff too. I, yeah. just, I mean, it's and they they allow so many replays. Mm-hmm. Well, why just don't make a call till you like just do, do the the play is under review. Just be like, hey, I right. think that yeah. might be a flag. Go ahead and review. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that if that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, man, racing racing's been life for yes, sir. years. It's pretty cool you guys are doing this, and uh, you're doing a good job. I've listened to some of them. Appreciate that, man. We appreciate yeah. that. We appreciate that so, a lot. It's it's awesome you guys are doing the exposure part of it. Like, yeah, racing really doesn't get any exposure past like Saturday night, and yeah. you guys are, you guys are doing good. Or, or you hey. know, your Facebook friends that are racers, and you're sharing other races to the Facebook yeah. friends that you know. Like, so, just kind of just trying to talk about some some go kart racing. It 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 needs some kind of spark, and yeah. we're happy to kind of fill to fill a little bit of a void. And the way the way I see it is like one of my favorite things growing up was listening to stories from back in the day of all these go karters and like how they would cheat or like just fun <laughs> stories like that. Or how so they were like, trying to innovate, you know? Yeah. Or innovate, you know? And it's, I just want the rest of the world. Cause there's probably kids nowadays that probably don't get that because those guys are no longer racing, you know? Right. So I it's just, not that, a lie. Yeah. it's not a lie. <laughs> there was a lot of cheating back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> For, for real though, you didn't have anything but a motor. Everybody had like, you, we didn't do anything with tires, put air in them. Yeah, you know, I remember the first time I put anything on tires, I was like, I don't know, fourteen. I think I put some diesel fuel on. Some uh, yeah, we, I think it was what was it, Bondotti that was telling us that they used to take five gallon buckets and just soak them in diesel and stuff like that. Yeah, for Daytona, you yeah. just stick the whole tire down. Yeah, limestone. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to Tennessee and we had some Carlisles. They said, you got to have Carlisles. I was like, yeah, these things are hard. So I just started rubbing diesel fuel on them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this will soften them up. (laughs) Lord. But, I mean, I remember me and my dad out there mixing fuel. We're like, we're going to win this Friday night. We're out there there messing with fuel. My brother bailed. He's like, you guys are nuts. You're going to blow up the whole garage. (laughs) And I was right there, man. I was just like Braden. I was right there. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna win." <laughs> I mean, he didn't check it, so yeah. you're like, "Oh man, oh, it was pretty funny. cool, though." Yeah, we <laughs> going to dump. Here's one for you. I remember the first burst tire we cut, and we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go." We're getting ready to go to Dumplin Valley, and we had already been racing there some, but. We cut these tires and went to Dublin Valley. The only other person with cut tires there was Barrett Terry. And I was like, well, damn. I thought we had- <laughs> <laughs> but it was only a two-car race. <laughs> and, then and that was Burris, man. Nobody cut a Burris tire back then. We did yeah. it right on the right rear corner of the go-kart. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Out, right, out, right out next to the garage with a grinder. Mm-hmm. There yep. was no, there was no, you know, you know, Larry Jones tire to machine or anything like that. So that's we we would take two saw horses that had a groove in it and we had a PVC pipe with like threads in the center. So you could put the, the rim, the thread through the rim, tighten it down. You put that on the groove on the uh saw horses, mm-hmm. turn the grinder on, let the grinder just spin the wheel and sit there and just grind it oh, out. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's how we did it on the back of the go-kart. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cover the bearings up and get yeah, right. right. Put a towel down yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, we had a big tarp and we just, uh, we just, we had probably like a thousand pounds of rubber in the tarp by the time we were we <laughs> Build new tires out of the tarp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just pull, we roll the go kart off, blow the go kart off, roll it off, and fold the tarp up. <laughs> right there next to the garage at my mom and dad's house. That's awesome. They were proud of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rubber on everything for a square mile. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was uh, it was like probably 2016. My dad was cutting tires outside. Just, you know, right out the garage like like you did. And uh, my neighbors had a white poodle that got out. <laughs> and there was a pile of rubber in the grass. And that dog made a beeline from my neighbor's front door to the rubber. And before either of us could grab the dog to stop her, it was the dog was black. Oh, yeah. Full of rubber. Perfect. Love it. So. <laughs> And then my neighbor hated me after that. So I was like, oh, all right. All right. Oh, well. Well, it's funny shit. But Brent, to wrap it up again, thank you. I know eight months in the making for this episode. I know we've, <laughs> uh, I've been on you. Braden's been on you. Everybody's been on us. Adam, Eddie. I mean, all those guys. Um, Who's some people that you'd like to thank? I mean, I know we're going way back in the archives, but anybody you'd like to thank? Oh man, probably mostly my mom and dad for getting us started and letting us do what we love. Like they, they followed us around and let us do everything that we wanted to do racing. Like they, they lived it and loved it like we did. Uh, without them, this would have never happened to begin with. My brother, my brother, my brother is a big, like he was supportive, even though I, he'd send me off down the road with a trailer full of motors and I'd get to go race and take Braden or race myself but they allowed us to do all this stuff and then you know business was good so all the customers man all the customers that we shared life with basically every weekend or for three to four days every week and yeah. on the phone like the experiences are uh everlasting so i mean my wife for letting me do this <laughs> yeah putting up with it <laughs> yeah she's she's really supportive though she knows that she's like it i know it's your passion i'm not fighting it yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah so but she does like racing she she likes she likes racing she likes all kinds of racing she never she had never even been to a race i think before she met me and then really i don't know if she's just grown to like it or she likes to drink beer and hang out she's pretty <laughs> she's pretty sociable so she can hang out in any situation and uh, yeah she's good but um yeah my my kids were riding the ride with me i mean they love it periodically the other three do but <laughs> that's cool <laughs> i mean he he's he's my driving force though like he he keeps me going Braden does so yeah that's really cool if it wasn't for him wanting to do it we just wouldn't i mean yeah it's uh definitely not something we have to do like that i just the most important thing is for him to him to have a secure future and a good life and we'll race go-karts when we can yeah yeah that's awesome but yeah everybody in the industry that's ever supported us i mean it's uh it's it's all been important it's all been they've all been part of part of us 
SBR to Braden Smith Racing, mm-hmm. next level performance and the whole like. So sounds like it's been, been, a, been a ride, yeah. Yeah, man, it it has been, and uh, like I said, we've slowed down some. And like I told Braden, we'll do what we can when we can, and one of these days when everything's secure on your end and you got what you've worked for and we have the time to do it right. We'll go back and try to see if we can't do it all over again. It was fun. It's been fun for sure. So the cool thing is there's more to life and Braden's figuring that out too, but we've had fun going to races. We've had fun just hanging out, watching football. We've had fun just doing anything. So, uh, that's cool. He's like my best, he is my best friend. Like, I mean, he, we've been together since he was born, obviously, but like, just me, (laughs) you know, like, it's been me and him since he was four years old. Yeah. Just us a lot. So, uh, I miss, I miss him being here every day, but I understand he's out there trying to build his own life now, you know? Yeah, definitely. So proud of all four of them. They're, they're, uh, they're definitely doing good. And, uh, uh, that's all I want. I yeah. want for my kids, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely man. Yeah. But you know, we uh, we really appreciate you coming, sit down, and cutting this time out. You know, like Ethan said, we've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. We hope you enjoyed it, and because uh, I know yeah. we all did. Yeah, it was so, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Hey, man, you guys have been a huge part of it too. So thank you guys for what you're doing for the carding still to this day. Yes, sir. Me and, yeah. Chance, me and Chance have had some wins together. Yes, so, sir. Had some good times. Always good times, man. Yeah. But you guys uh, be safe and keep doing what you're doing. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah, you. Good well. talking to you, man. Have yes, sir. Going. See you guys. Later, Brent. See ya. So what a legend to come sit down with us. Uh, you know, he has seen so much in our sport. I've uh, been doing it for a really long time. Braden has been such an accomplished, comp- accomplished driver himself. Um, and it's it's just really cool to, to see that he's still in it. And, and so is Braden. And, and they, they're they yeah, racing father and son. And more for fun than it is business now, but still has a little bit of a business side to it. But really cool to hear. Eight months Absolutely. in the making for this. Yeah, eight months in the making. That was uh, that was fun. Um, I think it was what February when we tried to get in, get Brent on for the first time. Around and that time, he was supposed to be one of our first few spot uh, guests. I know yeah, that. I think he was supposed to come on before Braden. Yeah, but it was a very good one. I uh, very thankful for Brent to come sit down with us. I know that uh, you know his his work schedule is sort of busy. Uh, from time to time and, and for him to fit in, uh, you know, our little podcast, we're really excited. He came to do that. Absolutely. It was a good time. Good yeah. conversation. Fun stories. He had a lot of good stories. Yeah. He was a really good storyteller. He, he, oh, yeah. he was that base awesome. that that tunica one's still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but guys, we have uh, another great guest coming on next week. Uh, Mr. James Stanley, is coming on. Uh, we're really excited to have him on. He's 
you know, very high up at Phantom kind of, kind of runs the whole place. So really excited to hear what goes on over there and how he got his start in racing. So, uh, until next week, guys, we hope you have a great week, safe weekend of racing. Good luck to anyone who is racing, and and uh, we'll holla at y'all next week. Later. Later, y'all. Holla.